Hello, and welcome to episode 46 of the R&R Gaming Podcast. I am your host, Byron Reed, and alongside me is my co-host... Ken Rossi. Ken! Episode 46 of the R&R Podcast, coming live to you from the R&R Studios in your region. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Street into up, your man? headset. Yeah, right into your headsets, doing it live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear the Shibuya dragons are worried about people moving in on their turf. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the sailors? <laughs> yes. Oh my god. I can't. I can't. Alright, man. Alright. So, how are you, my friend? How are things? I am doing fantastic today. How are you doing? Doing good. Doing good, my man. Doing good. We had a uh, big week with E3, you know, being, being yeah, here and everything. I don't feel like I've had a day off. <laughs> yeah, we recorded right. the last podcast, and then right? we did E3 every day, and then I had to edit the podcast. Yeah, and so I don't feel like I've had a day off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Just a few things before we get going tonight. Um, again, we are a part of the Joystick Entertainment Network, and uh, today we're gonna be talking about E3 press conferences. The three in particular that we streamed, we streamed the EA, Microsoft, and Bethesda press conferences, and we talked about. Uh, what what we what we thought about them during that, but we're gonna go more in depth, in depth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, words are hard this morning. <laughs> um, one more detail with those uh, in the episode today. That sounds like a plan. Yeah, man. So let's go ahead and uh, jump right into things because we're gonna be here for a little bit. start with the uh, EA's press conference. All right. EA Play is what they called it. This is like their oh. third year in a row for doing the the EA Play if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, they've been doing that for a good little bit and they they've sort of uh done their own thing like so over the past right. few years cuz they do it like before E3 technically starts. Yeah, it's kind of a pre-E3 thing that they're yeah. doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. EA's press conference was good in my opinion i, I liked it mm-hmm. it well it was better than last year i remember last yeah. year it was really bad <laughs> it like started off e3 with with a horrible taste <laughs> yeah um but yeah i mean this was this was definitely better um i mean they still didn't really focus on the sports games and since their ea sports brand is such an integral part of their, for lack of a better word, ecosystem. Um, it's kind of sad that they still don't show really any actual gameplay for their sports games. Yeah, that is kind of sad. Since we're on the top, we may as well talk about it. <laughs> um, I, I I thought that the sports section of their podcast, or podcast, sorry, of their press conference was... Uh, broadcast. <laughs> yeah, the broadcast. I thought it was very limiting. And, I mean, I'm not too surprised... Yeah. Because most people don't really care about sports games and oh look sports, whatever cool. Um, so that might have been the reasoning why. But when they did when they did focus on it for that little bit of it, <clears throat> I thought that it was pretty awkward, especially the part 
when they had the the two the two kids come on stage talking about how you know the one had to overcome a bunch of things and became mad champion or oh. whatever he had the belt on his shoulder yeah. or whatever I thought that was really awkward, and they sort of just left. It was like, yep, yep, we're done. See ya. Yeah, that that was pretty awkward. Um, but that wasn't a kid. That was Juju Schuster Smith. He's a wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the other guy whose name I don't remember, he was supposedly the Madden champion. He'd won the yeah. Madden League uh, this last year. So yeah, I get why they they brought him on, but <laughs> yeah, it was it was kind of awkward for them to like bring him on and you know like that should be them talking should be in their uh, stream like e3 should be more about presenting new stuff and talking about your your vision and your goal for your game like yeah that's the biggest thing biggest thing that i like about e3 is i like developers coming on and saying this is what we want to do this is what we're trying to do you know this is this is how the game should be or how you're going to react. <clears throat> when it's just a media stream and they're just showing videos or they bring on these people that have nothing to do with the games, I feel like it's a one, it's a disservice to the game itself because it detracts away from the game. But mm-hmm. then it's also something that should have its own forum. Like it should have its own video and its own thing that uh, you do, you know? Yeah, definitely. definitely. I, I also think that uh, it can be a little strange to see the people, see people not involved in games uh, come onto a stage and talk about them or, you know, read some sort of awkward uh, thing off a prompter and they're not really comfortable doing it. Yeah. I would much prefer <laughs> to see the people, like you said, behind the games, making the games, and or those who are higher up in the company talking about the games that their company is doing. Yeah, and you know, um, I kind of I kind of like when you get these game developers that don't know what they're doing and maybe they're a little cheesy. Like I feel like that adds to the charm of it. Like, you know, it's it's so bad it's good. <laughs> yeah, Almost. there's a those, I'm, I'm, we're gonna get we're gonna get get that in a minute. But I, just since, again, since we're on the topic, uh, the lady who was talking about Sea of Solitude, I believe, mm-hmm. she was great. In, yeah. in my opinion, I thought she was really great. I mean, she she came across she came across at first as very nervous and maybe a little uncomfortable just being in front of that many people right. on that big a stage. But yeah. I think once she got going and started talking about her project, you could tell how passionate she was about it. And for me, that that made the reveal of the game just that much more interesting for me because I wanted to see what she was talking about. Right. Well, English wasn't her native language either. Right. So yeah. I think she had to deal with that uh, yeah. on top of of being nervous. Be, being nervous and everything. Yeah. Yeah. But because yeah. she's German, I believe. Is that right? I don't know. I thought she was Austrian, but she may all, may have been. They all have a similar dialect or a similar yeah. not dialect accent. Um. Yeah, a similar accent uh, when they come from that region. So it's hard to tell. Um without like hearing the you know specifics back to back yeah and actually knowing about you know her (laughs) and her background and stuff yeah being being fluent you know maybe in those other languages would help yeah but no i i mean like i said es press conference was really uh enjoyable for me i liked a lot of it 
the sports part again in particular was one of those things where I wish they would have spent a little more time, just a little bit more time, because I feel like they spent a lot of time with, you know, Anthem and the other games like yeah. that, and they didn't really show anything for uh, the sports side of the I know. press conference. And, and when they do, all they show is a pre-rendered video, like for Madden. Can we talk about that for a second? Can we talk okay, about that sure. for one second? Yeah. Because that, I don't know about you. But I, I may have said this to you on air when we were uh, streaming it. But I got vibes of that that uh, that trailer when they were when they first showed off the next gen stuff a few years ago. Yeah. For uh, the three sixty, I think. I think it was. Yeah, twenty five, whatever it was. Yeah, twenty five. Yeah. And they had the Adrian Peterson and the RG three thing and how it looked. It looked, you know, fantastic. But we all know that games don't look like that. Yeah. Well, you, you, I mean, you can make them look like that with the highest of highest end computers, <laughs> but you yeah, know, but not even, to, like, like that. That looked that looked almost like you were watching a real game, almost. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying uh, computers can't have that high level of graphic fidelity and all that stuff. Um, cause I'm pretty sure they can, but. It just it, it reminded me of that, and I didn't get a good feeling in my in my bones when I saw that. <laughs> yeah, well, I I agree with you, because these pre-rendered videos, I mean, they need to they need to stop just plain out. Like Twitch is changing the game, and people want to see what they're playing and how it plays. They don't want to see something beautiful that makes them uh, think this is going to be the next greatest game. You know, like when you introduce a new console. You can show those pre-rendered videos to show what the console can do. I think yeah. that's that's the only time it's allowed. But once the console's been out a year, like you need to stop showing pre-renders and you need to show game and show me how I'm going to play the game. Don't yeah. show me how the game is going to play uh, in a story segment. You know, like with Battlefield Five, when they show their their stuff, like it's it's real gameplay, but no one's gonna play that way. You know, that that's all like pre rendered, like this this character's supposed to come over the hill and explode, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I mean they they I, need to get more into ahead. recording gameplay and showing off the actual gameplay rather than showing videos and pre renders. Yeah, I, I would I would much rather them show actual gameplay as well, because again you'll get to see what the game looks like. But I think that uh Doing that and bringing that some some something like that to E3 would take, you know, time away from doing other things that they have to do, as far as focusing on the game. But again, that's just me not really knowing about the ins and outs of that right. whole thing of it. Um, well, but <clears throat> I um I, I think I, I would rather see gameplay, like you said. Uh, but even something like the Battlefield Five, what they did with that, um, showing off certain things like set pieces or you know, whatever. Like on stage demo like Call of Duty used to do with ghosts and all the other ones, whatever. They used to do something like that. Uh, those I'd be okay with as well, just because that's actual gameplay that you're going to see in the game. Uh, with the in-engine and all that stuff. Because in the, in the Madden show specifically, it said, hey, this is uh, in-engine footage. Now, there's no doubt that the Frostbite engine is really powerful and that, yeah. you know, it looks, the games look really, really good. But do they look that good? Uh, no. On consoles, probably not. <laughs> no. 
I mean, I actually seen so uh, last year for Madden, uh, there were there were specific points where uh, you'd be playing a game, and if you called the no huddle, the camera would like kick over to be in front of the um, quarterback as he's yeah. running up to the line. Yeah, and you see his face. Yeah, and it's all super deformed and not <laughs> not the face you see anywhere else during the game. Uh-huh. Which tells me that because the face isn't seen and you're seeing the back of the helmet, that in order to get better frame rates or or keep it from dropping, that they get rid of that nice uh, face that's there and they drop it down to a um, a super deformed or a fake face, if you will. Mm-hmm. So I never paid any attention, honestly. Yeah, no, you, you should because the face is like really. V- uh, fuzzy and blurry and then if you like call a timeout during that you can see that the camera goes back to the quarterback and he has that nice super textured face <laughs> huh it's, I'll pay more attention next time yeah it's kind of hilarious and uh, I don't I don't know if it only happened in um, it may have only happened in the mutt mode so maybe you didn't notice it because the camera like it wouldn't whip around uh, in franchise mode whenever I was playing and I think it only happened in single player. So that's that's something to consider. Like if you were playing against other people, the camera never whipped around uh, to take a look. Um, it had to be single player and uh, I believe in the mutt mode. Hmm. <clears throat> I, I don't know one, one way or the other. I'd have to actually take a look and pay more attention next time for sure. Uh, yep. But I do, I do want to comment on the Madden trailer really quick then we can move on. Okay. I thought that the trailer looked really cool as far as from a visual perspective, obviously. Uh, that speech was kind of uh, generic and, uh, you know, samey for sports and stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Yeah. The fact that they had, though, my man uh, uh, with the one arm uh, make, make a play like that in, in the trailer was really cool. I thought that was cool. And I'm excited to see what what that looks like in Madden. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for uh, them to have him make a play. Using his bad, using his bad arm, bad hand. Yeah. You want to call it that? <clears throat> and the internet will explode. Well, I'm wondering how that will work. Like, if the game will, like, if he picks it up with his his bad hand, if the game will like suction it up into his his hand, or if they'll make it realistic. Because you got to remember, this is the same dev team that didn't remove a finger from. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, JPP. Yeah, JPP. Like he still has all five of his fingers in Madden 18. So yeah, true. We'll see. Jason Pierre Paul. For those of you who don't know, Jason Pierre Paul blew uh, <laughs> off one of his yeah. fingers. Yeah, with the fireworks. <laughs> with the fireworks. Yeah. Yeah, he had the firework in his hand and lit it. And I don't know if he like was waiting before he threw it and it exploded early. But, anyways, um, yeah. So we'll we'll have to see how that works because I'm cool with him being in the game. And, like, you know, not having that hand. I just wanted to be realistic. Like, he's not going to scoop up the ball with that hand. You know? Yeah. And and if he does uh, switch it to the offhand, you know, and tuck it properly. Well, I mean, if you don't have a hand, try, try and pick up something. Like, put your hand into a fist and try and pick up something. 
Oh, okay. No, yeah, yeah. Don't, I, don't I see use your, your fingers. I was, <laughs> I was, I was, I was thinking maybe he could like use the like cup the ball or something with the. I don't know. I don't know, but yeah. From what from what I've seen, like he he doesn't have anything. Um, it's pretty much the wrist. Okay. Like it's, I think it's slightly above the wrist, but uh, if I'm not mistaken, and so he has no fingers on that hand or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's just what I I just want realism, because yeah. we know, you know, he can like put his hand on the ball and like scoop it or bat it or whatever. I'm cool with that. But if I see yeah. him suctioning the ball up into his hand and bringing it into his chest with that bad hand, that's just that's not good for realism. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm excited to see how that plays out. But uh, yeah. moving on to the rest of the uh, of the conference, though. Uh, we talked about Sea of Solitude, though. Um, that looks really interesting for me, anyway. I don't know yeah. how you feel about it now. Um, but I think at the moment when they started showing gameplay, you got a little <laughs> perturbed, I guess, because uh, because of the girl and how she looked and everything. No, no, no. No, um, is that not it? No, because uh, set the record straight. I think Sea of Solitude looks amazing. Okay, okay? yeah. No, I, looks, I wasn't saying that. But as far as the creepy factor goes. This game is creepy AF, okay? <laughs> like, you know, this is a sort of uh, dark crystal creepy, but could be really good. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, because, I mean, you got, like, you're you're all alone, you're out on a boat, and then they show, like, this giant, like, fish black thing swimming underneath you. Like, that's creepy. Let and... me tell you something. I don't like video game water. For those of you who don't know... I don't like video game water. It's the worst. Um, my nightmares are uh, in the water in video games. Uh, fight me. But uh, no, yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, I'm terrified thinking about that. Yep. Just thinking about it gives me chills. <laughs> so I'm still going to play it when it comes up. So, yeah. So, it's it's just, it looks beautiful. It looks amazing. I want to play it, especially because it's from the same uh, devs of A Way Out. Yeah, so, that's true. You know, they ha- they have a new fan in me. <laughs> so I want to check it out, see what it's all about. But that doesn't mean that I'm not creeped out by it. You know, like it's it has just this kind of creepy, eerie, lonely monster uh, feeling going on. Yeah, and the... The, the the lady on stage was talking about the journey you're gonna go on with the girl who's got a bit of got a bit of monster in her the, clearly and you can see that when they show her in the trailer. Right. Um Well you trying was, to get you her talking humanity with, back uh, and all that and Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, go ahead. Um but you was talking with chat a lot, but what it is is that in this world when you become lonely, when you get feelings of loneliness you turn into a monster. Yeah. And so she's starting to feel lonely. I'm going to assume that maybe either one of her parents or grandparents or caretakers or whatever um, gets lost or dies or something, and that causes her to be lonely, and so she starts turning into a monster. And so I think it's going to be... This is just my gut feeling, but I think it's that she's going to be looking for someone to feel that loneliness and turn her back into a human... Um, and get away from being a monster. 
Yeah, and the way the when they were first uh, showing off the game and the trailer before we even saw her, they were just showing, you know, what the world uh, looks like, right. and that looks super interesting to me because you saw you saw you saw a bunch of a bunch of water, and you saw mm-hmm. a little bit of a sign of a hotel looked like on one yep. side, and that stuck out to me because now I'm wondering how did we get here? Yeah. <laughs> Some sort of cataclysm happened or something because that's it's super interesting. I love world stuff like that. So for me, I'm looking forward to seeing how seeing the lore of the world and you know how things got to where they are now in the game anyway. Right. If they even go that far. <laughs> um, I would think so. I mean, because uh, we've seen their previous work. Yeah. So true. I would I would hope so, but. Yeah, no, I, I think it'll be good. Um, I have, I guess I have high hopes for it, so maybe um, that's a bad thing. <laughs> um, yeah. But I definitely have some high hopes for it. Right. So let's talk a little bit about uh, Anthem. I know that was one of the things we were both excited about as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm more thinking that it's um, looking good, but, yeah. you know, I'm not sold on it yet. Like, I've yeah. learned some things since the E3 conference that have kind of bummed me out about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I talked about Solitude first, though, so uh, I'm going to let you take the floor. Tell me about Anthem. Okay, well, from what we saw of Anthem, it's looking to be a, a looter shooter, a looter shooter persistent world thing, sort of like Destiny or... Uh, in Destiny, in, in terms of the of the always online thing and everything, uh, Borderlands, in terms of the looter shooter Destiny style of thing, um, the jetpacks and stuff that does look really cool. And the fact that you have, you know, you have the suit that you can change out when you get back to uh, Fort Tarsus at will uh, is really yeah. cool. And each suit's gonna have their own different levels and perks associated with them. So you're not stuck in you're not stuck to one suit or whatever, uh, yeah. javelins they're called. So, I mean that that part of it looks really cool. The combat, from what I've seen in the gameplay that, that they've shown off anyway, I think it looks pretty fun. Um, I really like I really like the transitions that you can you can fly from going you know to the air, going underwater, and keeping your jetpack going while, while under the water. We were asking about in the uh, when they showed the trailer or the gameplay, could you fly forever? Right. And you can't because there's a heat meter for the jetpack. Mm. So once that runs out, you know you you'll have to land, or you can go underwater. You can go underwater to cool, cool your jets, and uh, <laughs> and then you know come back up and continue to fight all that stuff. But gameplay looks gameplay looks fun. Um, I'm looking forward to see how it plays with uh, with people and your friends and all that. I'm still also like you, though. I'm still kind of wavering a little bit mm. because it's something different from Bioware. Not saying it's a bad thing at all. Um, yeah. They've just never done something like this before. So, I mean, I have I have hopes for it. I want it to be good right. uh, because I want to like something from Bioware. Um it's just not Mass Effect or Dragon Age uh, 4 for me. So I'm yeah. sort of like, yeah, you know, we'll yep, see. Exactly. And and that's what I was saying. Like, the game looks 
uh, really good. Like as far as looks go, it looks really good. <clears throat> I love how open uh, it looks. I'm a little disappointed that you can't fly forever. Um, <laughs> I kind of figured that was the case because if you could fly forever, you just hover above guys and shoot down at them. Yeah. Uh, or I figured they'd put them in like caves so you'd have to like go down. <laughs> right, you know? be on the ground, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I just think it, it looks amazing and, and the whole design of the world looks great. I said this during the stream. I hope it's all one connected uh, open world that maybe you can fast travel to and that it's not, uh, you know, with like uh, Dragon Age Inquisition. You had these huge expansive worlds, but you had to go and fast travel to each world. Um, instead of just like going from one world to the other, you had to fast travel to them. <clears throat> right. And so I'm hoping that's not the case. I'm hoping it's one big expansive world that you can travel into. Um, but what they didn't talk about during the conference, and what's kind of has me, uh, you know, the, I don't know, is that there's no choices in there you know the biggest thing that i liked about uh dai as we'll abbreviate it to yeah is that you know my choices mattered like i had a choice early on in the game to either support um i think it was the mages or support the templars i think yeah was... mm -hmm. yeah, yeah mages and templars yeah yeah so and depending on what choice i picked my game had a different ending and it had a different uh, playthrough yeah know? so um i feel like not having that in this game is kind of like having bioware make a sonic the hedgehog video game <laughs> it's not very good man <laughs> yeah, and there's also uh no romance options as well which yeah. personally i was kind of meh on it at first but now yeah. i'm like okay i feel like that, i feel like that makes sense because of the type of game they're doing. Uh, yeah. I don't think it would fit well within the universe. They say you can still have friendships and everything with people, but romance is off the table. Um, and right. and, and again, for, for it, for it, put you into the friend zone. <laughs> yeah, for yeah, for it, for for it not to be you know a typical RPG like we're seeing, like we're used to seeing from Bioware. Uh, it makes sense for them to go away from it for this yeah. one because I feel like that would that's not really the focus. Yeah. The um, the I mean, um, the character interactions and all that stuff. You can still do it in Fort Tarsus because how it's going to work is the shared world, quote unquote, is going to be you know outside of the walls of Fort Tarsus when you're out doing missions or whatever. Right. But your single player stuff is going to be within Fort Tarsus. You can go in, interact with your squad mates, I guess, and the people in the town or whatever. Uh, well, I, I want to see more of that because I I want to see what that looks like. I haven't <clears> seen any of that to my knowledge right. anyway uh so i want to see what that's going to look like um but yeah i mean romance romance house is not a thing uh the customization still looks like looks like it's gonna be pretty cool we saw an n7 thing in the in the trailer when they were talking about it so mm -hmm. i'm happy with that yeah at least the color scheme of anyway so yeah right. yeah and um uh, just to touch on your point of the, the romancing, um, I'm okay that that's not in there either. I mean, I I think that would be a nice option in there. 
you know, it gives people another reason uh, to play. Yeah. So I, I don't feel like um, it's a, a good thing they removed it either. Um, but I'm not bothered by it. Like, I'm, I'm okay, you know, it, it's difficult for these uh, fighters or military type without fighting all the time to find time for romance. So it kind of makes sense. However, yeah. I am disappointed that we won't even get, like, just a, a funny uh, mockery scene where you have, like, two people in a javelin and the javelins are just going at it. <laughs> like, that would just be hilarious to me. Like, they're caressing each other and the javelins. And... That would be pretty funny. I can't lie to you. Yeah. Maybe when they kiss, sparks happen. <laughs> yeah, they're in the javelins, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm not, I'm not bothered by it at all. Um, that that's not in there. I, I feel like the choices, like having my choice matter is more important to me than not having a romance. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Um, I'm also with you in the same boat, though, as far as choices and having them matter over the course of the game. Because, you know, if it's going to be a, uh, a, a Destiny style of a game, uh, then we won't see too much of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know. Well, even Destiny at least has story and it happens out in the world. Like, specifically yeah. with Destiny 2, you know, they chatter with you and they haven't really said if that's going to happen. Um, or even if, like, um, with uh, DAI, you know, you could pick your teammates. And if yeah. you went out into the world, um, they would actually talk with each other. And depending on which teammates you had would depend on the conversations you got. Yeah. Does that, does that uh, do you know if that's going to be a thing in, in Anthem or not? Because that's what I want to uh, know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. That's you what know? I want to know too. Because you know, um, it's funny you say that because in the uh, in Wildlands, Ghost Recon Wildlands, when you were playing mm-hmm. solo, you still had your three other squad mates, and there was banter between the four of you, which was really cool. I remember. I think I talked about this when we were talking about the beta. Um, I remember one of them was asking me like, "Hey, so how did you get?" you know, here, whatever, and one of them was saying, oh, I used to be a teacher, or something like that, and I thought it was really cool that they had that extra banter between the four characters, so I'm hoping that if you do decide you want to play by yourself, that you still have your squad mates with you, and you can interact with them, uh, and the banter with you back and forth, um, and all that stuff. That would be nice, but the, the gut feeling, my gut feeling tells me that that won't be the case. Like, out in the world, it, you won't have, like, any story. That's my gut feeling. The way that they're uh, touting this or talking about this. Um, your story is going to be what you make with your friends or the people that you see running around. Yeah, I, I think I think there will be an overarching story in the game. And there will oh, be yeah. environmental storytelling as well. Um, but... I I don't I don't know uh, trying to think of how to word it properly. I don't know how it's all going to intertwine with the Fort Tarsus single player stuff that they're talking about. Right. And I don't because know if there if there is a disconnect, if you go out into into the shared world and something happens out there and you get back to Fort Tarsus and there's no mention of, hey, did you see that storm out there? Or, you know, 
hey, I saw you killed. I saw you killed the, you know, whatever. Uh, I, I heard you and your squad took took on, you know, the shapers or whatever. You know, what do you think about that or whatever? So, you know, I want to see how it's all going to mingle together. Yeah, exactly. So it's definitely, um, I'm more intrigued now than I was at last year's EA Play. Yeah. Um, and we got a release date too. We did, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Cause what is it again? February 22nd. I believe it's 222. That sounds a little familiar. <laughs> like 333? <laughs> yeah. They pushed it back to 2019, as we know of, which also sounds very familiar, to another yeah. Bioware game that came out yeah. two years ago. Um, they did also <laughs> have, uh, I saw in there, and I pointed out during the, the stream, that there was an N7 suit for one of the... Yeah, uh, I was talking about that earlier, yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes so, me really happy. Yeah, so now it's doomed. It has Mass Effect. On, <laughs> Don't only, say that. Only Don't Shepard that, uh, was oh. able to get Mass Effect done right. After he was gone, it's... it's anything that has uh, his stuff in it has gone down. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's hoping that it's going to be good. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm I'm excited to know more about the game. That's what I will say. I'm not sold on anything yet, and I think that's sort of the theme for this for this E3 really in general for me. But we'll get there. Um, anything else before we move on? Well, um, you know, one kind of uh, delightful little surprise was the uh, Unraveled Two. Yeah. Um, you know, I I wasn't expecting that, and it was kind of cool that they were like, "It's available now." Which I have to say, I went and, and searched on Microsoft that day, and it wasn't there. Like they made it wait till Tuesday. <laughs> huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a little uh, co-op adventure, and um, you use yarn. Your guys are made out of yarn. Yeah. Um. And it looks like you have to use a lot of of teamwork to kind of like they showed off this wild turkey that was going after you guys and you kind of had to use teamworks to entice it to come get you so your buddy could like swing above it um and then uh, kind of entice it and your other buddy can climb up so uh, they showed a lot of stuff i wasn't expecting that um but uh, it was really cool and i was i was kind of pleasantly surprised by that even though i didn't really finish the first game <laughs> um i did play it and it was it was fun. It was decent, you know. Um, I just feel they didn't let me un- uh, unravel myself enough, because that's one of the the mechanics is that you stretch out and you only have like so far your yarn will go before you are stopped. And I didn't feel like my character unraveled enough to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um I never played the first uh, un- unraveled. I have untangled my notes here. <laughs> I misspelled yeah. the name. Um, the uh, yeah, I, I never played I the first Unravel. Was, I think that was my problem. I sent you that over. Yeah. Um, and then I went. Wait a minute. It's it's not called <laughs> Untangled. <laughs> Untangled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no. But, um. But but yeah, man. I um. I thought that it looked it it looked really it looked, it looked fun to me. It did. Um. I'm not the biggest uh platformer person, as you know. But that's mostly because, again, I don't practice at them. Uh, but this one, there's supposed to be a lot of teamwork involved. 
Yeah. So, it could be fun to play with a friend or two. Yeah. I mean, that would be something interesting um, to see if people want to uh, see us play that. I mean, we did a way out. Maybe they'd want to see us do a unraveled way out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that, could be, that could be a lot of fun to do for sure. Um, I think... I think that uh, what they showed at the uh, press conference mm-hmm. was really fun. The turkey chase was really fun and cute. I thought it was cute anyway. Yeah. Uh, cute and nerve-wracking at the same time, of course. Yeah. But that turkey didn't act like any turkey I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, you know, I said it on stream, but turkeys, can they can jump and kind of float and fly. They can't stay in the air, but they can get up to high places, you know. So I've I've had to chase a turkey out of my yard before, um, or let my dogs at it. <laughs> and we have like a, a four foot fence, and that turkey clears that fence with ease. <laughs> so uh, I felt like the turkey staying on the ground was you know unrealistic, but I mean they have walking yarn balls, so yeah. uh, you, you can't really blame them for being unrealistic with the turkey. Right, exactly, exactly. At the end of the day, it is a video game after all, so some yeah. liberties have to be taken to keep it fun. Yep. <laughs> um, anything else before we move on to Microsoft's? Uh, oh, wait, we got we a grade, don't we? Well, I didn't get to talk about everything. Was that everything you had to talk about? That was everything that I had to talk about, unless I missed something. But, of course, um, anything else that you have, I'll chime in on it if I find it interesting. Well, because... The stuff that I have to talk about are my uh, dislikes, if you will. Oh, yeah, 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 go ahead. Because um, I'm pretty sure we had the same thing as well, so. Yeah, and uh, one of my dislikes was Command and Conquer Rivals. Oh, I for- you know what? Man, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. I erased from my memory. <laughs> yeah, you brought did. it back. Way to go. <laughs> yep. Yep. Because they took about a 10-minute break in between the uh, <laughs> the conference the show was Command and Conquer Rival, and they brought out two guys um, to play this this beta version of the game, and they're trying to like esports it for mobile, and it's like that that just doesn't feel like it's gonna work. But it was it was kind of boring. They could have just showed the trailer and you know been done with it, but they they kept us around for another ten minutes to watch them play this game that was eh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I know Command and Conquer is not everybody's thing, uh, obviously. It, well, it, it, it wasn't our thing in particular, so we weren't really interested in it. Um, well, I'm actually, here's the thing. I actually like Command and Conquer. I'm not very oh, okay. good at it. Like, strategy okay. games where I don't get time to think about what I'm doing, I'm not very good at. And right. so I, I tend to not get very far when I play Command and Conquer. But <laughs> I actually like those games and i kind of like those style of games so to see it put on a moba where it seems like there's no single player like if there's a single player i will forgive them for everything but if this is a purely battle your friends and you know like get resources by powering up and have your friends like come over and help you get your resources and then battle it out once you've leveled up enough like i'm not interested in that at all so that's kind of how uh, I, I feel about it. I feel like it was a waste of time, and everything they showed was not cool. Fair, fair. 
I um I I have never played a Command and Conquer game, so I personally was not interested in it. If it was something like XCOM or something, maybe I'd be a little more interested in it. Um, but uh, you, wait, you've have, you've never played an RTS? I've never played Command and Conquer. In particular, you, no. But but you've played a, a real time strategy, right? Yeah. Where are you, like Halo Wars? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I I dabbled with Halo Wars for a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Because like it 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 wasn't my thing. I mean, because that's what Command and Conquer is. Yeah. Yeah. Or Starcraft. Like, yeah. yeah, I never played Starcraft, but again, like yeah. I mess with Halo Wars, but it's just like I like them. They're just not my thing. I guess. I'm, yeah, I'm more of more of a more of a uh, XCOM where I can take my time and plan my attacks accordingly, that kind yeah. of thing. But yeah, that was also one of the things I didn't like as well. Right. You know. Um, do you have anything else that you disliked? Um, I mean, I guess besides the lack of focus on, on the sports games, really. Right. Um, and I had that. And I, I, I like also we... I also didn't. I can't say I didn't. Li- I didn't not like the Battlefield Five stuff. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't interesting to me, I guess. And that's probably because I'm kind of burnt out on those games, Battlefield and Call of Duty both. Mm-hmm. Um, it just feels like we're sort of. And I love World War Two, uh, for those that don't know. But I, it feels like we're going through the cycle again. Right. Of the same thing. What I want more than anything, and this is not related to EA or anything, but what I want is I want another Brothers in Arms style of game. That's what I want more than anything else. Mm-hmm. I want to see where, where, what, what Matt Baker and the and the boys are up to. The boys that are left anyway are up to. Right. So I mean, see, I've never played a Brother in Arms, but I didn't think that was owned by EA. It's not. Okay. I don't think it is. So I believe it might be Gearbox. Developed developed by Gearbox, published by Ubisoft. Yep. Yeah. Which I gotta say, severely disappointed by the lack of Borderlands information at this E3. We'll get there. But yes. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um But yeah, I mean I, I get that. I didn't put Battlefield down here just because it felt like meh. It wasn't something I liked or disliked. Uh, on yeah. There. It's one of those things for me where I'm like, eh, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I will say another thing that I did like though is that they were focusing on at least at least uh, for the games that had them anyway, or that didn't have them. They were talking about like, yeah, we're not doing loot boxes in a lot of our things. At least from what I from what I saw and what I what I gathered, there wasn't a lot of mention of that sort of st- that sort of stuff. Right. Which is good because they're probably gonna change the names. <laughs> yeah, they didn't. They didn't they come on. They, they didn't come boxes, on and talk about sales figures. Pinatas, yeah. Shell <laughs> Fortnite, yeah. yeah. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't go on stage. That's not, this is. A, I think. I think. I, I think. I liked. They didn't come on stage and talk about their sales figures and how much money they made over the past year, thanks to people buying their games and yeah. buying microtransactions and all that. So I really, really liked that they didn't waste time talking about that stuff because I don't think anyone in E3 really cares. <laughs> well, I heard, so. I heard a lot of um, during the C three though. Uh, we have millions of players, and so I heard that like a lot. Like that seemed like the new sales figure. 
like millions <laughs> yeah, of players. Millions of players. But no. So the last thing I have uh, about the E3 EA press conference is that they announced uh, a Origin Access premiere. Um, which at first glance it's kind of cool because what it does is it gives you the same access to all of EA's previous games like what they have with their Origin Access which Origin Access is for the PC Mm, yeah Um, and so they have this uh, Origin Access that you can get Um, but with Premiere it allows you to play brand new games pretty much indefinitely. And so they have, I think even maybe like before release, they said. Um, but it has like, they showed Madden 19, which is coming back to the PC. Um, FIFA, you know, Battlefield 5. Like they named up all these. It would be on this Origin Access premiere and it would not be a trial. Um, That's cool. For this, though, it's $100 a year, or I believe it's like $30, $25, 20, maybe it's $20. I think it's $20 uh, a month. Uh, Hold for on. This... They talking about, talking about well, you said 20 or $25 a month? Yeah. Versus 100 for a year? Yeah. So, I mean, it saves you. I mean, that's not how math works, but okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's more than, and and maybe I'm being an idiot and I'm not remembering um, the precise amounts, mm-hmm. um, which is why I'm discreetly looking it up. I was gonna say, yeah, I'm doing the same thing. <laughs> You'd think we have it in our notes that we'd pull up that information and have it ready. Right. But no, <laughs> the- no, I have the correct information now. All right. So it's where with Origin Access Premier, it's $99 a year, or you can pay $15 per month. Okay. And so they they have a list of early access titles where you can get Madden 19 on August 2nd instead of August 10th. Right. FIFA 19 on September 20th instead of the 28th. Battlefield 5, October 11th instead of the 19th. And Anthem, you can get it on February 15th instead of the 22nd. Now, I and if I did my math right, which maybe I didn't, but uh, you'd be saving 80 bucks a year um, if you were to just pay for the full year versus the 15 over the 12 months. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. 15 and 12 is 180 versus, you know, the 100. Yeah. So... Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to make sure my, I wanted to check it, make sure my math was right before I said something about it. <laughs> I want to sound dumb. Yeah. So not only are they um, giving people um, access to the game really early, they're giving them pretty much eight days, like almost a week early. Yeah. Bef- yeah. Before I, but, before street date, which is really cool, yeah. I think. But here's the other kicker: they're not oh. limited to trials. It's an unlimited amount of time. So as soon as it goes up, they can continue to play it 
uh, forever, as long as they have their Origin Access premiere. Yeah. And, Doesn't look a bad thing to me. Well, I mean, for <laughs> you just at said, least for me, though, it does. at least for me, it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, if you pay monthly for it, you're paying a hundred and seventy dollars. Yes. For this, correct. Or yeah. you, you're just paying a hundred dollars. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't pay a hundred dollars for any of, of these games. <laughs> yeah. So. No, I, I think the price point's a little high. I will agree with yeah. you there. And but I think what they're giving is really gets a really good deal. I mean minus here's, hundred dollars. Here's here's the other thing though, uh, for me. I'm I'm a collector, so I like yeah. having my video games. I also though like owning my video games. I don't like the idea of giving them a hundred dollars and then I don't own this. At any time, if their service goes down, I can't play my game. Or if my internet dies, you know, I can't play my game. I'm not a fan of that. Oh, yeah, that's that's very true. That's I mean, and look, we are the same person in that respect. I like owning mm-hmm. my games as well. Having physical copies, because if my internet goes out, I can't play the game because it's it's in the cloud somewhere or whatever. So I'm yeah. like you in that I would much rather have the physical copy. Um, right. But I think, you know, for those people who want to use it as, uh, you know, treat it like another subscription service or something, you know, hey, I want to yeah. try out Anthem. I want to try out Madden or whatever. Um, I mean, y- if you yeah. want to try it out, I'd recommend paying the 15 versus the 100. But, um, you know. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of iffy here. But if if this takes off because they're they're doing this on origin i think to get people away from steam i think that's what they're trying to do like hey come over here we got these cool games possibly yeah <laughs> you know uh but if this takes off you can bet your sweet bippy that this will take off everywhere and it'll be on xbox and on playstation and then companies are going to start doing this and every company will have their hundred dollar service fee and then you're spending you know six hundred dollars a year to have all the subscriptions for all these services and all these games one you know within a year madden will go down to twenty dollars you know and if i really want to pay it and i don't have a lot of money i can buy it then yeah you know so, I kind of feel like this is, uh, for lack of a better word, I feel like this is a harbinger of bad tidings. <laughs> because I feel like most people are going to go, well, if I bought every game, because that's you know $240 for those four games. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, $240 versus $100. I mean, if I'm going to buy all four of those games... Uh, when they launch at street, definitely a hundred dollars is cheaper and better. Yeah. Than buying all of these and spending two hundred and forty dollars. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. So I mean, I think people are gonna see that. That's what they're gonna see. I'm I'm looking into the future, and yeah. I'm seeing a hundred dollars from EA, a hundred dollars from Ubisoft. You know, $100 from Microsoft, $100 from Sony, 
you know, $100 from Nintendo. You know, I'm looking at every company that's that's going to be doing this. Yeah. I mean, they kind of already... Uh, Microsoft does have their Game Pass, and so they're yeah. kind of already doing that. But I don't think they have um, a yearly plan, do they? I don't think so. I think at the moment it's just a $9.99 per month. Okay, so I just looked it up, and apparently um, they just launched uh, this year that you can get a six-month subscription. For Game Pass? Yeah, so up until this year, it was nine ninety nine a month. And right. then at about February, January, um, they introduced a six-month subscription for fifty nine ninety nine. Okay. Which I think Which saves means... you six cents. <laughs> yeah, and also means if you're paying for Xbox Live, you know, the year subscription is sixty. You get that renewed every year. That's six month. That's uh, yeah. sixty bucks and, for that. And, there and you then know. every six months, every six months, if you get the EA, the Game Pass um, for Microsoft, that's another sixty. Add right. that every six months. And and you just hit that on the head, like. What's going to keep them from charging online service? You want to play our game online? You got to pay our service. Like, yeah. Xbox already does that. So why wouldn't they start, well, we'll start increasing your cost of this. Like, you know, yeah, just pay us $15 a month or pay us $100 and we'll include the online service with it. You know, like, like where does it end? You know? Yeah. So that's, that's kind of why, uh, just to reiterate, why I dislike origin access premiere because i don't like where i think it's going to take the gaming market all right fair enough you heard it here first from old <laughs> from old ken russie yep. the old <laughs> paranoid face yeah speaking of microsoft though you want to move on to their press conference no i'm done <laughs> all right yeah let's, let's... Over, everyone. let's go home have a good one. we're out of here see you later <laughs> one hour later and we're just barely done with ea <laughs> right right oh my god it's gonna be a good one folks Drop in <laughs> yeah so uh moving on to microsoft's uh microsoft's press conference i i, I like theirs too i thought theirs was really good as well mm-hmm. i think they brought a lot they brought a lot to the table this yep. year they again, they didn't spend a lot of time talking about the console and how much power it has, and a new console coming in the next like yeah. six months. <laughs> yeah, um, it was it was mostly games, if not all games. Yeah, well, they did spend a good fifteen minutes talking about look how many companies we bought. We were so rich. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> they did. They did acquire a good amount of companies. Yeah, which was surprising to me. Yep. I, well, I mean, they're Microsoft, so I'm not yeah. surprised they didn't buy up these companies. But at least on the plus side, um, they won't be eating up these companies, uh, killing off their development team and splitting up the people and sending them off to other development teams. Yeah, well, <laughs> for now. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I, I really, honestly, just to really quick, um, I liked the Forza stuff they showed off. I mean, it is still a racing game. Um, mm-hmm. and I, in the chat, in the chat, I was talking to one of my, uh, 
one of one of my chat members and me and I had a little bit of a discussion about how Forza is boring and such. And I will agree a little bit in that respect. In mm-hmm. that, yeah, I mean, it's not it's not for everybody for sure. Uh, I myself prefer the Horizon games over the motorsport games that Forza does. Yeah. Mostly for the simple fact that I find them more entertaining because right. because of, of the open world I can drive around and go and find they have little secrets to find in the world and things like that whereas with motorsport it's all like menus and uh management of 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 the different cars and that's that stuff that isn't really interesting to me okay i get that um personally my only beef with forza is that they are releasing a new forza game every year and I gotta ask, what is this Madden? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I'm okay um, with a new Forza game. I just don't think we need one every year. And like, I thought every... they were gonna go Motorsport instead of Horizon. No, they just, they just they... did Motorsport last year. They did, and, and, and see, like, and see, that's why, like, I haven't, I haven't been paying attention because the last time I remember was. Forza Horizon uh, 3, or 2, whatever it was. Yeah, and that got released the year before. Yeah, like I said, I've. it's hard to keep up with Forza, so yeah. I mean, in that respect, yeah, it is kind of crazy that they've released them every single year. And I forgot until just now, so good yeah. on you for letting me know, because I was just... Uh. Yeah, so since 2011, they've released a new Forza game every year. Because I'll go over this real quick for you. Um, started with uh, Motorsport 4, then Horizon, Motorsport 5, Horizon 2, Motorsport 6, Horizon 3, Motorsport 7, and now Horizon 4 is coming out this year. All right, there we go. There you have like, it. There's, there's no reason why they can't do it every other year, though. Yeah. Like, why do we need... We just got... Uh, Motorsport 7 and even then Motorsport 6 was already on the Xbox One why do we need uh, another Motorsport like Horizon and the Motorsport games they're fine every other year so then you have like 4 year release time span between one Motorsport and the next yeah and I think you can take your time and you know really work on them and uh try to innovate as much as possible can within the racing realm because there's not a whole lot you can do there uh, in terms of keeping a simulation, you know? Yeah. Or blending the sim and blending the sim and arcade. I think Forza's, Forza is a blend of simulation and arcade, whereas Gran Turismo is heavier on the simulation side. Yeah. And and so, I, I mean, I think the game looks great. I just don't think we need another one. You know, it's it's a saturated Forza market, mm-hmm. and what that does is that really devalues um, the previous game. Yeah, because I haven't even played a Forza game since Horizon. So for me, like for me, I'm you know out of the loop as far as Forza games go. Yeah, you haven't played a Forza game since 2012. <laughs> yeah. So and that's probably yeah. just because again like 
racing games are, are fun, like they're fine, but you know, they're not games that I could sit down and go, yeah, we're going to play this for four hours. Yeah. I mean, there are people that can and do. There are, definitely, yeah. One of my buddies is like that. He'll sit there and he'll play Forza forever. Yeah. Loves Forza. Man, my, um, I gotta be honest, my, uh, my fingers hurt. <laughs> like, you get, after <laughs> an hour of playing, like, I don't yeah. know, I hold down the trigger so much, um, and, like, my fingers end up being like, ow, so. Yeah. It's Give it a rest really, already. Yeah. It's really difficult for me to play them that long. Understandably so, friend. So one thing I got to talk about that I thought um, was really the... It's probably the best part of E3, of, of all of E3. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when Microsoft went and trolled all the Gears of War fans. <laughs> ah, yes. Like, that, that was, was so great. That was good. Because uh, for those that weren't there, they showed a Gears of War emblem. And the whole audience starts, like, cheering and roaring, like, oh, my you know they're like super excited and then the wall starts to break and it breaks through and there's a little pop figure of the main character phoenix (laughs) yeah and like immediately you could just you could hear the audience just yeah go silent like it was immediately like oh and like immediately like it all died out (laughs) oh and so that that gears pop game i don't know if that's a mobile or if it's going to be on the xbox uh, as well or if they mm-hmm. were just announcing pop figures. Still not sure what's going on there. Um, but that was really great um, that they did that. Because, I mean, they, they totally, after that, they announced uh, Gears of War Tactics. Which, that does look pretty good. Like, you know, XCOM-esque sort of uh, greatness there. Yeah, that's the kind of thing that I would try out for uh, for Gears. Yeah. So uh, that's definitely made a, a list of games that looked really good. And then they showed off Gears of War 5 and the cheering and roaring came back. And that looks interesting. You know, as somebody that started the first Gears of War but never finished. Like, I actually own all the Gears of War. So I could go and play them right now if I had somebody that would play them with me. <laughs> Fair. Um, Fair. But I never finished the first one. So I have... I've, no need to do the second, third, or even <laughs> fourth one now. Yeah. Um, but the fifth one does seem like it has an interesting story. Yeah, it uh, definitely does. Going on there. And it seems more like with Gears of War, it seemed more like a, a squad base. Like you get four friends together and go beat the story. Um, yeah. This seems more like a co-op experience. Like it's just the two of you. Or even maybe just more. It's a solo single. experience, yeah. yeah. Uh, than the previous ones. But it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, with that and what uh, comes out of there. Oh, yeah. I'm really uh, looking forward to seeing how the Gears 5 thing goes because I haven't played Gears 4 yet. Um, I'm probably going to play it at some point whenever I feel like it, just to get through the story or whatever, just to see how we got to where we are in, in the in the trailer showed in 5. Because, mm-hmm. I mean... I was someone who didn't really care after Gears 3 because Marcus' story is over. I'm done. Uh, so, I mean... But not technically. Yeah, right. After after 4, technically not. Well, I mean, te- he's in 4. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. He's oh, in yeah. 4, so 
technically not. But, you know. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Did you just say he's in four? Is that? He's in four, yeah. Marcus in Gears 4. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just I'm teasing you. It sounds like you're saying Forza. Oh, oh, oh. I'm sorry. Forza. <laughs> you're good. You're good. But no. Um, oh. Uh, I, but yeah. Gears, Gears 5. Looking forward to it. Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. At the end, they showed us Cyberpunk, and I was like, oh, my God. Yes. Finally. I've been looking forward to seeing something about this since they first showed it off a few years ago at 8th at E3. Um, granted, all we got was a trailer at the uh, at the press conference, but the trailer yeah. sh- uh, shed a lot of light on the game and uh, you know what kind of world we can expect to be playing in and all that. Right. There's other things that have come out afterwards after the trailer and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, Which I can get into here in a minute if you want. Yeah, we probably will. Um, I'm going to tell you, though, why this was so great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because it cut off Phil Spencer, (laughs) (laughs) who was out there. He was like, and we're just talking about... And then, like, it glitches out. I think both of you was like, whoa, (laughs) wait a minute. What's what's going on? Is this stream crashing? (laughs) Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, what, what's the deal? We and then like, what's going on? Yeah, and then it comes up with the trailer and it's cyberpunk and once uh, it was kind of it was kind of sad because in the stream I had like a ten second advantage over you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, I saw they uh, put up on the screen uh, CD Projekt Red and I was like, oh, but I yeah, couldn't say you were, anything. You were trying to control your assignment. <laughs> yeah. I lost my mind. When yeah. I saw that logo pop up, and I was like, "Oh my God, yes, we're finally seeing it." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that trailer was uh, great, just for cutting off Bill Spencer, or yeah, Phil Spencer. But also, um, I found this out after the fact, and so I couldn't get in on that. Did you know that in that trailer, they released Witcher Three codes for Xbox? Did they? Yes, at the very no. beginning. There's text scrolling, and mm-hmm. in that text, if you freeze frame, there are were codes that you could put into your Xbox that you could redeem for, uh, I believe it was the complete edition of The Witcher 3. That's super cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I was... I thought that those was really... codes are a limited time thing, though. They're like a first-come, first-serve first, first serve thing, which kind of sucks. Yep. That is what sucks about it. Um, but also... That's uh, crazy! <laughs> yeah. Oh, man! What is that? Uh, you know, in fact, I remember when watching it, I remember seeing codes flow, that those go by, and I remember thinking that those looked uh, awfully familiar, and I should know what those were. <laughs> but it yeah. didn't click, and then I was reading through my newsfeed afterwards, and they went, oh, they released codes i'm like oh what and so i go maybe i can get oh no i put in the first code and it was already gone and i was like oh, that first code's gone someone else has already gotten in and gotten yeah. the rest of the codes so but that's that's really cool uh from cd project red i wish i could have gotten in that way i could leave my witcher 3 alone and keep it pristine and sealed because eventually <laughs> i'm gonna get a hankering for some witcher 
and <laughs> yeah, and so I'm hoping that uh, I can keep my copy sealed. Man, I, I, I'm sorry. I've been looking for this for a long time. That's that's like my biggest game coming out of E3. Right. Is Cyberpunk 20, 2077? Yeah. Just because again, I've been looking forward to it for years. It's CD Projekt Red. They've really put themselves on the map mm-hmm. with uh, Witcher Three. So, and it seems like the trend is just going to continue with right. uh, Cyberpunk and all that. All that I've heard so far from different people and different articles that I've read, it just seems like it just seems like they're upping the ante and taking it to a whole other level with this game. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I think we talked about that this was one of our most wanted games when we did our yeah. most wanted special. Yeah, I think we um, did. This was one of the games on the list. And deservedly so. Um, now, there is a couple things I found out that the main character, his name is V. Yes, his his or her name is V. Okay, his or her name is V. And yes. I can't help but think that they've stolen my gamer tag. <laughs> <laughs> because, Just the V part, though. Yeah. Well, um, see, people don't know this, but way back when I actually did a webcomic where my main character's name was V like he was a Mac Robo and his name was V so Uh, like you would be Mac Robo B because you're Byron right yes so I can't help but think that they stole my idea (laughs) (laughs) you want royalty (laughs) yeah because he's he's a robot like he's a he looks human you know he's a robot his name is V come on like yeah. that's what's going on with cyberpunk. Like he's a robot or he's he's cyber, you know, has cyber implants, whatever. Um, close enough. So, you know, all they have to do is send me a free code though. <laughs> like just send me the game, <laughs> yeah. send me a free code. Get on the horn. Yeah, I'll be happy. Let me play yeah. it early maybe. Uh make me really happy. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. But um, um they've uh uh um, I'm sorry, go ahead. Let well, me cut you off. No, I was just gonna talk more about uh, some stuff that's been revealed. Yeah, go for it. Um, the, they've also said that this game takes place in the first person per, uh, perspective. Yes. So, <clears throat> kind of interesting because... There's been some backlash about that, surprisingly. Well, they, they've they done such a good job with The Witcher 3. Like, if The Witcher 3 was in first person, is that game as good? I think... I think because of the way the game The Witcher plays as far as combat and everything, I don't think it would work as well in first person. That's just my personal opinion, of course. Yeah. So, um, you know, just seeing what we've seen them do before and and being able to just kind of, you know, look around on the world that they've created, you know, that's the biggest thing. In first person... You can't see the whole world. You just see what's in front of you. And so that's what kind of takes away um, from what CD Projekt Red can do, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, the only reason I can think of that they wanted first person is, um, A, because you're using guns in it. You know, you're not using swords and stuff where you need to see. Because even Destiny does that. When you're shooting a gun, first person. But when you get a sword, it brings it back up in third person. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, 
I can understand why they uh, are doing that or have done that, but they they really should include like a third person mode so that you can see what they've created. Yeah, you could do you could do like a Fallout esque thing where you hit a button and go into third person and back to first if you wanted to, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that you know, I mean, for those for those that want that option, that's fine. Uh, to piggyback off what you said, they did they did say that there are going to be plenty of opportunities to see your character. So that's that's how they're re- remedying the fact that you're going to be in first person most of the time. Um, to talk on the character creation a little bit, uh-huh. they said the characters are fully customizable and they can be male or female, which is pretty cool. Probably yeah. going to make me a female first. Just because I want to have a badass cyborg ninja. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Sounds really dope. Um, yeah. But no, I'm a. I, I do, I do, uh, do want to go back though and touch on the first person, third person debate here for a minute though. Uh, okay. Personally, personally, I like the first person uh, view that they're going with for this game, just because I, I just because for me, I think. I think first person is more immersive just because I feel like I feel like yeah you can only see what's in front of you uh, for right. the most part but you know you're looking through the eyes of said character with your own eyes and we all see in first person so for me that for me that uh, that makes it more immersive and if I can go and you, I mean you can do this in third person too but you know go and look at a skyscraper that's really far away in the distance and you want to go to it you can plot a course for it uh you know and walk over there or whatever sort of like skyrim deal right so now you climb it (laughs) or whatever um i i like the first person perspective and i think i think they're going to do a good job with it because uh deus ex similar games that do the first person cyberpunk thing really well deus ex does a good job of doing the first person thing you go in the third person when you go in cover so that might be what they do with uh this game as well it's just yeah. the third when you're in cover or something so that'd be kind of neat um yeah. but i think it'll be fine i do hope they do add an option in for the toggle between first and third person whether it's whether it's uh, before launch or in a patch or something uh, right. For those that want it to ease to ease that side to appease that side of the crowd, but I think the first person will be fine. I think they'll have anything. I think they'll know nothing to worry about, and I think that uh, it's it, it's going to be the next big RPG that we need. Right. <clears throat> um, I mean, it's it's definitely going to um, either blow everyone's minds or it's going to be the most hated game of all time like <laughs> there's no in between for it. i don't think it can uh be in between anymore. yeah just yeah just because of the high expectations that witcher 3 set for rpgs and again it seems like they're doing that again with uh this game this is, i watched a few videos about people talking about their perspective on the hour of gameplay that that they saw and there's heavy choice and consequences um in the game there's your different skills uh there's you know a branching path depending on what you do within the first few minutes of the of the game in the first little mission it's it sounds like it's going to be very witcher-esque in terms of them not pulling any punches when it comes to certain things right 
uh, as well. So that's also very good to see that they're staying the course as far as that goes. Uh, I'm just I'm I'm really excited. I want I want to see I want to see the gameplay that they saw. Yeah. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to see it. Like I really do. Um, because yeah. I'm more of a show me, don't tell me kind of person. Right. You know, I would much rather see something with my own two eyes than hear about it, hear about it from another person. Experiencing it for yourself is always better than having to hear from some from someone else. And I mean, even if you do hear from someone else, you can still see the game or whatever it is, you know, and take their viewpoints and add them into yours as well or compare them to your own. Right. Um, I mean, that, that doesn't bode well for podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily, luckily, this is not a visual medium. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but I have to I have to give you crap for that because you listen to podcasts all the time. I do. But again, um, not a visual medium. <laughs> yeah. But, if, but so if, we, if I was telling you about cyberpunk, you'd be like, I don't want to listen to you. I want to see it. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, no, it's, it's not that it's not that I don't want to hear from you because I do. I also want to see it for myself, though, at the same time. Gotcha. <laughs> so, I never said I don't want to hear from anybody. I just want to see it for myself as well. Yeah. Because I'm but, greedy. Uh, I, I agree uh, with you, though. I want to see what they saw. Um, you know, I, I want to know what this experience is going to be like. Yeah. And I don't know if they can tell us what it's going to be. Uh, you know, I feel like they just kind of have to show us. Yeah. So I don't want to see a whole you. lot. I don't want to see a whole lot. Just a little bit. Just, yeah. just a taste. Yeah, um, and so yeah, so I I mean I tease you, but I totally agree with you that um, I want to uh, get that taste and not just hear about that it's in first person and all that good stuff. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I did though want to talk about other things that they showed off at uh, Microsoft because now things are starting to come back into my brain. <laughs> all right. um, they showed off a few. Uh, don't nod games like there's uh, the one in particular the adventures of captain I don't captain max or something I forget the name of the title but it's set in it's set in the uh, life is strange universe and it's uh it's setting up for season two of life is strange the awesome so, adventures of captain spirit thank you uh, I knew it was mentioned something I couldn't think of the rest of the name mm -hmm. of it but yeah, yeah. Um, and I have opinions about this too. But I'm gonna save that for next week. Okay. Because they, you know what they showed some in the uh, Square Enix conference, and so um, that's one of the things I want to talk about. So I'm going to uh, zip my lip. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. Okay, I, I'll talk about my my, my uh, part briefly then, so you can see this for next week. Uh, but yeah, I I'm looking forward to seeing how this plays out. I, I'm I'm hoping it's going to be a bit of a bit of like both, uh, you know, the boy doing his own thing in the real world and then going on his, on adventures with him in, as in his imaginary. Yeah, yeah. In, in his imagination, like that'd be really cool. See how that works. 
I'm interested to see what sort of topics are going to uh, cover, what themes are going to explore, and and how it's going to lead into season two of Life is Strange. So, mm-hmm. if that's if that's what they're calling it, fair so, enough. Yeah, that's fair enough. Anything else from you, friend? Um. Well, I was going to talk about um, Dying Light two. Yes, I was gonna get to it if you weren't going to. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, it seems like the game is well made, and it has a really interesting system because they showed off the uh, something that they're doing that Anthem isn't doing is that your choices matter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they showed uh, a little uh, a little bit in there where. There's a group hog in the water, and you can either kill them and let the water be free for all, um, or you can join them and you know hoard onto the water, which opens up this black market system in the game. And so that that seems really cool to me, and I, I assume that you think that's uh, really cool as well. I do. You're right. I do. I love mm-hmm. it. I love choice and consequences in games because it makes me think about what I want to do and what I would do if I was in that situation. Or mm-hmm. or what my character would do if I'm role-playing as a certain character. Right. And uh, I agree 100% with you. Um, what I don't like, though, and why this is one of my dislikes, <laughs> is that... <laughs> yeah, well, they have zombies, but they're not just zombies. They're nighttime zombies. Because during the day... There's no zombies, but when it's nighttime, it's like release the horde, and there's zombies everywhere. <laughs> did you play the first Dying Light? You know what? You probably didn't. <laughs> did you? I don't know. Did you? Oh hell no, man. <laughs> okay, like... so let me let me let me explain that to you just a little bit. Like... Um, <laughs> if you uh, well, so a little I, bit. I watched. Go a, ahead. I think I watched a trailer on it before when they first unveiled the first Dying Light. Yeah. So I have a really good idea of, of what the game is. And here's what okay. I'll say about it. I really like Mirror's Edge with parkour, but yes, it doesn't need do. zombies. Okay? <laughs> I um, I really liked the, again, the Mirror's Edge parkour. And I also liked the fact that it was still the, you know, the zombie combat thing. There were also humans in the first Dying Light as well. Um they could be hostile to you as well, or they could be, you know, traitors and whatnot. But um, it was like they took the Dead Island concept mm-hmm. of the zombies and, stuff and just added the parkour to it, which I thought was really cool, really neat addition to the game. Yeah. Um, but basically, you know, you're out in the daytime, and you don't have to worry too much about the zombies. They can still be a problem for you, for sure, if you get ganged up on. But at nighttime you want to survive or hide in, in, in a safe in a safe spot because yeah. if you don't the zombies are much more aggressive by night and there's special types of zombies that yeah. come out at night and they can chase you across the map because uh, you know you have the parkour abilities but again like I said, they can chase you across the map so yeah, you're they not really have safe. the parkour abilities yes so <laughs> yeah so you know they can chase you and you want to uh, Again, like I said, try and find a safe zone to sleep the night to sleep the night off. Yep. 
You don't want to be outside at night unless you absolutely have to. More times than not, you usually don't. <laughs> so yeah. I'm I'm glad they're keeping that mechanic for this game. I am I don't know if there if there are literally no zombies during the daytime. That's true. Well, I mean, as far as did I can they, tell, did, did, did they confirm that? Well, they didn't show any zombies until the very end. Yeah, when they yeah, talked they did about it, which, nighttime. Yeah, which was strange. Like they brief, they briefly tease it at the end, like at nighttime, yeah. you know, yeah. whatever. And that kind of makes me think that they are, um, that this town is secure enough, you know, because it has like people patrolling the area and that. Yeah. Like you're not going to have, like, the normal zombies. Like, you can actually get caught in turf wars, if you will, with uh, other people. Yeah, and that's really cool. Mm-hmm. You go so, you go too far in one area, you're on my turf. What you doing yeah. here? Back off, buddy. Or whatever, you know. Yeah, so, but as far as I could tell, like, they didn't uh, disconfirm it, but I didn't see them confirm it either. Yeah, I Denied, hope there I are guess. areas of the city, though, <laughs> where... <laughs> Yeah. No, you're oh. good. I hope there are areas of the city, though, where there are still some sort of infected running around or hanging out. Just because it, it, it would create that uh, that fear of, I don't want to be in this area for too long. Right. You can do that and still have the zombies come out at nighttime. Yeah. I mean, they could have, uh, if you will, no man zones, which have zombies yeah. walking around. But... I'm guessing that in your safe zone area, if you're not in a house or a safe house, that maybe the 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 evil zombies or the specific <laughs> zombies. Yeah, uh, the special ones. Yeah, the specials they show up in uh, in your safe town. Yeah, that's just. I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to Dying Light too. Me and my friends played the first one together, and we had a really fun time with it. So. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of shenanigans we can get up to in this one as well. Yeah. Well, I kind of what I was kind of hoping for was uh, what the movies uh, Twenty Eight Days and Twenty Eight Days Later did. Mm-hmm. Was it Twenty Eight Days? No, it was Twenty Eight Weeks. Because you had Twenty Eight Days Later and Twenty Eight Weeks Later um, was the sequel. And what they did was that during the uh, first movie, there was zombies, and this guy like wakes up in a hospital, like no one's around. He doesn't know what's going on, and then there's yeah. like, zombies show up. But in the sequel, there's no zombies. It's just um, like they've killed all the infected or got rid of them all, and it's just how people are surviving in that world. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I wish Dying Light Two did. Um, obviously fanboys would be angry because, you know, there's no zombies in my game, but <laughs> zombies <laughs> let's, let's don't make real, every let's game Let's be real and good. honest for a minute, though. Zombies are kind of oversaturated at the moment. At the moment. Exactly. I love zombies, but I will agree with 1% that it's oversaturated. Yeah. So I feel like if they had done that, uh, I would have given them props, you know, uh, because you're dealing with this world that had to do with the infected and what's what happened after. It's a continuation, but the zombies are gone. You know, yeah, uh, you have to yeah. deal with the aftermath of that. Yeah, I would even be cool if they did that throughout the course of the story. You know, maybe you get to a point though where you get rid of the infected and and you go on 
trying to deal with the relationships of managing other people and building up the town or retaking it or whatever you're going to be doing in the game. Right. That, That'd be cool, that, too. That almost sounds like a DLC. Yeah. Yeah, potentially could be a DLC type of deal, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but one other thing that uh, I wanted to talk about was Halo Infinite. Um, I don't know what your feelings were about it. Maybe you're like, well, Bungie didn't make it, so I don't care. <laughs> um, Partially. Partially. <laughs> yeah. Um, but for me, I was like, why did they reveal this? You know, I mean, we kind of, we've talked about this before, about not being revealed early, you know, so that we can uh, get our anticipation up, like, it's so much cooler if you didn't know about something and they go, and you can get it today. You know, like... Right, or like two months. Yeah, that's ten times cooler than, here's a game, you're not going to see it for two years. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I have to ask a question out of curiosity. I know you're you're a big Nintendo fan, so... Mm -hmm. And I think last year we had a discussion about that too when they showed off... uh, Metroid or whatever, the trailer was like, hey, Metroid or whatever, and that was it. Like, yeah. we know we know it's coming. We don't know when, but it's coming. Did you feel the same yeah. way then, too, out of curiosity? Well, at first, I was so surprised that we were even giving a new Metroid Prime. Yeah. Like, I was in shock. Literal yeah. shock. So, <laughs> I'm not surprised that we're getting a new Halo. And so maybe that's... Okay, is, is that what there. you mean? Okay. Yeah, because yeah, it because at that point between between Metroids, it had been so long since the last uh, Metroid game, I believe that yeah. you know it got to a point where you didn't think you would see another one for a long period of time, mm-hmm. and because it was that big of a shock. Uh, yeah, yeah, I I, I, see, I see what you mean. I yeah. see what you mean. I think it depends on the game, though. You know, like for example, pr- pr- prime example, and I and well, we can touch on this here in a minute. Kingdom Hearts three. When that was uh, first revealed, like, didn't I didn't see it coming? Um, Personally, I didn't. Well, I did. Right, and... And, and, and I think the only reason I didn't was because I knew they were doing all the little spinoff games and everything, but you know there was there was no like rumblings or anything about Kingdom Hearts Three is coming, guys. It was just like, what, oh, what have you been nah, smoking, like, man? <laughs> that, that that that's just that that's that's coming from a person who doesn't pay much attention to Kingdom Hearts, who hasn't played any of the games. So from the outside looking in, no one was no no one was talking about it to me. Okay. So that's more so of what I mean. Like I, I'm not in the community, not involved in any of that. So for me. I was surprised when I heard it was coming because I'm like, I'm so happy for those people who had been waiting for a long time for that game to come out, and now it's been announced, uh, at least for them, and then they start getting excited about it. Are you talking about this E3 or like two E3s ago when they officially showed a trailer? Uh, When they they showed the trailer uh, two years ago. Okay. Like, Like, I thought that was really cool for those people who... Who had probably given up hope because some people, it was probably starting to be like be like the Half Life Three thing where it's like, oh, it's never gonna happen. Yeah, never so, getting that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's sort of where I was uh, coming from in that respect. Right. 
I mean, it's true that that was a great moment when they announced that. But um, they'd also said before that they were working on it. Like, people would ask, what's up with Kingdom Hearts 3? And he would say, oh, we're working on it. We don't have anything to show. And so... Uh, the yeah, inner, and, and the see, I didn't hear any people, of that. So. Yeah, right. the inner circle people knew that he'd already said he was working on it. Mm-hmm. That he um, didn't have anything to show or even that he was, you know, working on the story. So... Uh, people kind of knew about it. They knew it was coming. They just didn't know when or what system or, you know, uh, if, how, what, or when, and why. Uh, all that went into it. Yeah. But Bringing with, it back to uh, Halo, though. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, with Halo, you didn't know there was going to be a new Halo, but you kind of felt like it was going to be a new Halo. Yeah, because they said, and, we're going to be in, just going to be a new trilogy, guys. Yeah. But is this Halo 6? Is Halo Infinite Halo 6? Yes. We don't know that. Well, I'm going to assume it is because they called Halo 5 Halo 5 Guardians. So can only assume that Halo 6 Infinite is going to be what the title is. I could be wrong, and if I am, fine. But I feel like that's where we're going here. Yeah. Well, everything I've heard from it afterwards, which, by the way, during the conference, all we got was a trailer, and that was it. Yep. And... I kind of, I think I said during the stream, oh, look, Microsoft is making a Destiny killer. <laughs> or at least trying to. Yeah. Um, but, but everything that I've heard after the fact is that they've said that they are considering releasing the single-player story separately from the multiplayer game. Could you not? Well, supposedly, yeah, could you not? supposedly the um, the main story will go back to Master Chief, whatever that means, because I haven't even played Halo 4 yet. Like, I have the Master Chief collection, and I haven't even gone in and played Halo 4 to play that or finish it off or whatever. That's <laughs> the point. Um, but I don't know what happened in, I guess, Halo 5. Maybe they, like, sidetracked and the story wasn't just about Master Chief. But I guess this story in infinite is just going to be master chief and then that's what they're talking about is is separating a single player releasing it like three or six months before they release the multiplayer i mean (laughs) i'll tell you what i don't like it (laughs) but um well i I gotta ask though because i didn't hear anything from you did you play and or beat halo 5 I played Halo 5. I haven't beaten the main story, the main campaign, because I kind of didn't care. Um, okay. It, it does It does have bits of Chief in it. Like, there are parts... I, I, re, I, recall, I recall playing as Chief, but it wasn't like you weren't playing as Chief the whole time. It was split between him and the other dude whose name I forget. Cade 6. Uh, <laughs> yes, Cade 6. The uh, same but, voice actor. <laughs> Yeah, but but yeah, it, it's just um, I mean, I I don't know. Guardians is in a weird spot for me because I want to play the story to yeah. you know continue it because I Halo is one of is one of my favorite uh, franchises from uh, Bungie and three four three mostly Bungie, but um, right, <clears throat> but I haven't uh, gotten to I haven't uh, had the I haven't had the uh, need or want to actually finish it 
So with with Infinite being announced, I'll uh, probably put it on easy and run through the rest of five and get caught up. Okay. That's a good idea. I should do that with four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do something with it, right? Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah, so that was um, my disappointing moment. The last, I have one last good thing to talk about. Yeah. And it makes a great segue because I think Fallout 76 looks pretty dang good. And I know we learned more about it during the Bethesda conference. Yep, which we'll get to here in a minute, so we'll save that for that. (laughs) Well, we can just segue into it. They showed the same trailer at both conferences. Yeah, they did. They did. Um, but I like the idea of where they're going with it, you mm-hmm. know, because I've always been, as far as Bethesda, oh, wow, as far as Bethesda <laughs> Dog goes, of wild, man. <laughs> yeah, I know, we're, we're getting close to that two-hour mark. Yeah, man. But as far as Bethesda goes, I've always cared more about the Fallout series than the Elder Scrolls series. So seeing Fallout 76, seeing something where I can play with other people, with friends, like that's more important to me than um, trying to survive the wasteland alone. Like, I gotta admit, playing a game uh, with friends, you know, like like Destiny, playing that with you guys, or uh, even playing PUBG, which arguably is becoming one of the worst games ever. <laughs> that's a different story though Um, but playing those games with friends it it makes it ten times better there's no denying that playing a game with your friend is ten times better than sitting on your couch and playing it by yourself and so by adding uh, that feature the online uh, connectivity and you know they show off like the four um, brotherhood suits. What are those called? The T fifty ones. Yeah, the power, 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 power armor. Basically. Yeah, power armor. Showing the four different power armors, four different colors, four different designs. Like that, pretty much sold it for me. <laughs> Seeing uh, those four power suits together. You know, like I'm. I am hoping though because Fallout Four. I was kind of disappointed by that because the story didn't grab me and yeah. that this could be the same thing with 76 I don't know how you feel about it um, but for me if this doesn't have a good enough story which from my understanding all the story is going to be pretty much in your vault because there's no NPCs out in the wasteland um, but if this story doesn't grab me I'm, it, I may change my tune about it yeah yeah um uh, just to end the Microsoft discussion and head over into Bethesda, um, the uh, they did show the Fallout 76 trailer at both Microsoft and Bethesda's press conferences. I thought Microsoft was good. We'll get to a grade here in a minute. Moving on into Bethesda's now. <laughs> um, Going to start with, yeah, we'll start with Fallout 76. That's fine. Yeah, I, um, I am very on the fence as far as Fallout 76 goes. Um... Okay. You know me. I love my single-player RPGs. Um, 
and but I you was also a person. love your massively online multiplayers. We're, ge- we're getting there. We're getting there. Um, I like I like my single player RPGs uh, because I like being solo and being in that environment, and uh, especially in Fallout's environment. Fallout has a sense of uh, loneliness and survival to it, depending on which Fallout game you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also a little bit into MMOs. Like I do, I like the idea of MMOs, depending on what it is. Um. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I do, I do enjoy, I do enjoy a few MMOs here and there as well. Um, the idea of having a Fallout game be multiplayer, mm-hmm. it, I don't want to say, I don't want to say, I, I don't want to say it doesn't concern me or anything, or I'm not hyped about it because I am excited about it. Right. Um, but I'm more cautiously optimistic than anything. And my concerns mostly lie in the fact that there's no NPCs other than the group of ghouls that uh, we've heard about called the the Scorn or Scorched or whatever they're called. I forget the name at the moment. But um, but yeah, there's them. And then how is the story going to work? How are we going to get quests? If it's all going to come from the overseer, the quote-unquote overseer in, in Vault 76, um, or if there's are going to be quests coming out in the world... Um, the four-player co-op seems really cool. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie; it does seem like a really fun idea and fun time to go around with some friends and you know just see if we can get up to in the wasteland. We can build things together. We can go and uh, explore the world together. If you let me read read freaking books uh, and let me soak in the environment of storytelling, then fine. Let me do that. Uh, I just don't want some jerk, you know, come around the corner and griefing me over and over again and i know pete both pete and todd said that uh they're gonna be uh things that things in place to prevent any of that stuff like mm-hmm. i heard i heard something i heard something about maybe a wanted system or something where if you are going around and being a pker a lot then the other groups will get notified right. and they might come and take you down or whatever you might get extra reward for it or something okay uh so there's that part of it. Uh, the I do love love the idea of the monsters that they've created for the game based off of West Virginia folklore. That looks really cool. Uh, the Wait, Mothman, the, the, the giant bat. The be- yeah, the yeah the the the, the Scorch Beast. Uh, the the Beast of uh, Grafton, the Grafton monster. Uh, there's a bunch of a few other things in there too that I've seen that are based on. Was, yeah, yeah, the hornet thing, um, the big the big sloth looking thing. I forget what, what that's called at the moment, but the big sloth looking thing looked really cool. Right. Uh, so yeah, but one of my favorite parts of Bethesda games was always the world, and there's you know six different areas in the game that you'll be exploring or whatever, um, and each of them with their own ecosystem and different uh look to it and all that so right and correct me if i'm wrong mm-hmm. but didn't uh todd howard say that it's four times bigger than fallout 4 that's what he said he said it's four times bigger than fallout 4 and that's also that also while at the same as getting combining that with the co-op uh thing mm-hmm. that alleviates some of my concerns about griefing Right. But at the same time, it also had me a little concerned about how often we're going to run into people. 
if it could be a Sea of Thieves thing well, where it's like you know because we don't know how many how many are going to be on a server. They said like I think they said between twenty. I've I've heard everything between from as low as twelve to as big as thirty two. I don't think anything's been confirmed one way or the other yet. Right. Nothing uh, that I'm aware of has been confirmed, but um, I mean, again, during the conference, uh, Howard said it's not going to be thousands, it's not going to be yep, hundreds, right? It's going to be like tens, you know. It, this yeah. is a wasteland. It's it's not a uh, what do you say, a carnival? Yeah, and and that and that part I like. I do like that it's not going to be millions of people running out in the wasteland. I do. I really like that because that still creates that sense of. Even though you have four people now, that sense of closeness and community with those four people that you are traveling with, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. It's no longer just you. It's you and four others, three others yeah. trying to survive in the wasteland because there that, are going to be light survival mechanics as well within the game. Yeah, that brings up another thing that I hope they do not do. And that's that I hope they do not tether to whoever's game you're going into. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah, one I, of my big complaints of State of Decay 2. Yeah. Um, and that's the, you join up in the world, I want to go do whatever over here. I don't want to be stuck with you. If, if I want to go explore, or if you, like, take off without me, like, I should be left alone. I should be like, oh, you son of a... And not be like, <laughs> you're right, tethered. Because even, even Destiny does that. You know, Destiny, if you're too far behind, it goes, oh, time to morph you up here with your buddy. Yeah. And it's like, come on, let me stay back here and... and murder stuff and and be safe or whatever <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. so that's just kind of how i uh i feel is that they um i hope they don't do that i hope it's 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 a case where we can all go do whatever we want if that's what we want to do we don't have to be together we, we don't have to be within a certain amount of space yeah i'm 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 looking I, i'll tell you what i'm curious about though Okay. I'm curious for a few things. I want to see how the building system has improved, how the settlement system has improved from Fallout 4. Because in Fallout 4, the building system, like, it worked, but it also didn't at the same time. Uh, because there were, things, there were things that you couldn't place on certain things because of how it worked. And just little things like that. So I'm hoping to see how they cleaned it up and they've made it easier to manage and navigate through all that. Um, another thing that intrigues me, uh, is the whole endgame system of the nukes. Because in the press conference, Todd Howard's talking about, you can nuke the map, uh, nuke part of the map, and that will open up a new, that will open up that area that will change, and it will give, uh, access to higher level resources and different creatures. It will basically create an endgame area. Uh, on that part of the map, which I think is a really cool idea. However, my concern is uh, how is that going to work in terms of, uh, you know, story perspective, lore perspectives, uh, even from a gameplay perspective, because we don't know how the server is going to work, number one. Yeah. Uh, If if it's going to work like ARC, where where there are set, you know, Bethesda net servers, I know they did say they're going to bring private servers to the game, but I, but again, I don't know if it's going to be like Ark or something like Conan, where you pick a server and you play on that server. If right. you move servers, then does that impact your own world? Because if it does, 
if it does, then let's just say, you know, you go into a server and you get some nukes or you get nuked and let's say you nuke the Greenbrier the Greenbrier uh hotel. Yeah. Now, for those that don't know, the Greenbrier in West Virginia has a underground like bunker. Or mm-hmm. it had one. I don't know if it still has one in real life, but um it was built for the president and a few other few other important people in the in the political realm okay. to protect them from, you know, nuclear Fallout. Fire, whatever. Yeah. So, um, so in 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 Fallout's universe, it's still the same thing, um, but I don't know how it's gonna work. If because I'm assuming that's gonna be one of the big story points of the game, because there might be Enclave in there. Probably not, but there might be because we may not. We're probably not gonna see Brotherhood of Steel. We're not gonna see Raiders. We're gonna see Super Mutant. We we might see Enclave. We might not because of how that whole thing works. Right. Uh, but if you nuke the Greenbrier, uh, and if for some reasons, if for some reason or another, uh, you as a group or you 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 playing by yourself have not gotten to that point in the story, uh, does that eliminate that part of the game for you? Uh, like, how does that work from a balance perspective? Right. I guess my other concern too. Well, that's kind of why I'm, my hypothesis is that there's not really going to be any story or the story is going to be just from within Vault 76. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's and, that's another one of my concerns too. You know, I mean, think about this though. Here's here's a perspective for you. In mm-hmm. the game Fallout 3, um, there's a mission because uh, there's a, the town Megaton. Yes. And you can... Either disarm the megaton bomb because it's still mm-hmm. a live bomb, or you can blow it up. Yes. Now, what happens to all those missions when you blow it up? They're gone. Exactly. So, I mean, that's that's kind of the choice and the freedom. Like, I actually, uh, I did that to get myself the achievements. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I made, I did all I made a save state yeah. from there, so that I could go and. Um, or I think I may have even just played up to that point again. But anyways, the point is, is that I did that so that I could see what would happen if I blew it up. And mm-hmm. the town and everybody except for one person is gone. And that person Moira Brown turned... turns into a ghoul. Yeah. So. Where is the best? Fight I, me. You know, based on past experience, I have to assume that that's what's going to happen. If there's story mm-hmm. elements there at this hotel and you blow it up. Those story elements are gone. Bye bye. You know you don't get anything from there anymore. Yeah, and 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 I mean, and don't get me wrong. Like that's that's okay. That's fine. It's all about choice and consequence. It's fine. And uh, the but they... I think I think oh. my problem would be if some if somebody else did that and ruined that for me. If I wanted to go there myself, if I wanted to experience that by myself or with another group of players, you know. Yes, you have, yes, you have the option to go into private servers and all that and do that, but you know, I feel like I shouldn't have to do that because somebody else wanted to possibly ruin my experience for me. If that makes sense. Yeah, I get that and I understand that. Um, my counterpoint would be, um, think of the coral reef in real life. Yeah. You know, like somebody's done that. It's it's not just disappearing because. Uh, of fun so yeah. i mean that's just that's a part of life that's that's a for me that's a great element to a game 
mm-hmm. is giving me that that choice of uh, of kind of a, a life problem. You know, if I wanted to go experience this, well, I can't because some uh, bad person, we won't say bad names, we'll just say bad person, <laughs> found all of the launch codes and decided to launch a nuke onto this area. So, yeah. I mean, that's just, you know, that's great storytelling. That's a great gameplay idea, you know, that that's a that could be a reason why a game like that could win game of the year. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm like I said, I'll be honest with you. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. I haven't pre-ordered the game yet because I do want to get access to the beta, but you have to pre-order to do so. Um, I want to mm-hmm. wait a little bit and see see what else comes out about the game. And then once it gets close to beta time, I'll probably pre-order it. Or, or when they announce the beta, rather. Because they mm-hmm. haven't even announced when the beta is going to be yet. So by that time, there might be enough information out for me to decide, for me to pre-order the game. What did they call that, though? The break it early administrative test? It was, uh, it was break it, test it early administrative or something no, like no, that? No, it was, it was, oh, no, break no. it, break it early. The... E was early. A was what was A? Assistant, maybe. Because they 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 have a name for it. One thing. One thing. Just a side note here. One thing I love about Fallout and how Bethesda markets the game uh-huh. is they go all in on the vault tech stuff and they and all that stuff. They go all, all right. in. They have. They have, uh, you know, uh, different things for how they market the game. So there's even there's like you know come to come to the vault today. Make sure you get your seat or whatever. Like it's super cool how they go just that extra mile to immerse not only themselves but the community as well into uh, the lore of the um, of the universe. Right. So, I did find the name of the beta thing for Fallout. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's called the Break It Early Test Application. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so again, like they go all in on the on the acronyms and all that stuff because you know they have vats, they have the camp system, and now they've got the beta. Like that's it's so cool to me that they take all that extra stuff and you know. Go the extra mile with it and bring it into the lore of the universe. Yeah, it is pretty. It's cool. really cool. Yeah. Although they had but, to combine two words to do it. <laughs> it works, man. Whatever. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it works. Whatever. So let's go on to one other thing that I liked was the concert from Andrew. Oh no, I'm kidding. Kidding. <laughs> kidding. Um. Uh. No, no. It was. It, it was. It that was a strange start to the uh, press conference. I mean, right. like, I get what they were trying mm-hmm. to do, tying it into Rage 2, because that was the first thing they showed, and that was a song yeah. from the from the trailer or whatever. Uh, but, you know, Rage 2. Talk yeah. about that instead. That's fun. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I agree with you. Andrew WK was like, what? Like, everybody in the audience, too, was like, what's going on? <laughs> right. Why is he out here? Yeah. What's he doing? And, um, you know, I mean, afterwards, I felt like he matched it perfectly with Rage 2 because it's like, 
what's going on here? What are they doing? I just don't get it. I don't like it. <laughs> um, yeah, because that's kind of how I feel about Rage 2. Like, I could see people liking that and liking having, like, nonstop adrenaline shoot, 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 but uh, I'm not one of those guys. I'm the sort of guy that I like to take my time, you know? Mm-hmm. I think I've said it before. If you give me the option to go in guns a-blazing um, or you give me the option to sneak around, uh, nine times out of ten, I'm going to take the sneaking option. Yeah. So. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Very much so. However, I do sometimes enjoy just having fun and just mindlessly shooting things. And that's one of the things that, you know, it does really well mm-hmm. is making these games where it's just all about go, 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 fast pace, action, shooting and stuff. So. I like that about id and how they do their games, and I think this one's going to be no exception. Plus, you combine that with Avalanche now and how they like to get crazy with the open world stuff. I feel like you have a really good uh, foundation here for success with Rage 2. You know, I didn't look this up before, um, Mm -hmm. but who is Avalanche? What have they done before? Avalanche, they do the uh, Just Cause games. Oh, okay. So they have the big, crazy open worlds with all sorts of things you can do in them and all that. Uh, so I'm looking forward to see how the game plays because the gameplay we saw, I liked what I saw from Rage 2. I, w- I said it before that I was concerned about the tone of the game because of the trailer they showed. Uh, the reveal trailer they showed off mm-hmm. a few weeks ago before E3. Yeah. And, well, that's because uh, um, they did that early because... Um, Walmart Canada released the information. <laughs> so, there and the the guy doing the conference, he also like made fun of that. But they um, they weren't supposed to reveal Rage Two until E3, and it got revealed by Walmart Canada a couple weeks ago. So they yeah, I saw the that whole thing. It was messy. Yeah, yeah. So that, yeah, that's but... what that's about. Yeah, but like I said, that that the trailer had me concerned for where the game was going in terms of in terms of direction and tone. Uh, but yeah. it seems like from what I've seen so far, what what we've seen so far, um, seems like it's not as silly as I thought it was going to be, which is yeah. good uh, for me in, in my mind because I don't think of Rage. Uh, the world doesn't strike me as a super silly you know crazy thing um it can have it it can certainly have your quote-unquote colorful characters because it's a wasteland and all that stuff but i don't think it's seriously over the top you know and all that stuff yeah no i got so but i'm I'm super excited to play uh the game i'm really glad our character is going to be voiced um makes me happy Right. Uh, I, I'm I'm interested to play with those nanotri powers that they're talking about. I'm just like, there's so much I'm looking forward to in, in the game and playing the game myself. I want to see what kind of diversity in the environments there are too, because in the trailer and in the trailer that we saw, it looked like there was some pretty diverse envi- environments. I don't know, because all I saw was shooting and guns, and <laughs> like I didn't see anything else um, besides that. <laughs> there, there looked there looked to be like a swampy area, 
and uh, maybe a, a little like foresty area uh, in terms of uh, differing uh, topography and such. So, I mean, yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to Rage Two. It's it was one of those games that I didn't <laughs> think was going to get a sequel. Yeah, because it was so terrible. <laughs> I, I I think I think it was set. I think even though it was set up for a sequel, I didn't think it was going to get one. I think that's what I that's what I meant to say, really. Okay. Um, but I'm happy it's getting one. I hope we get to see something about what happened to the other character in the last game. Maybe maybe we'll see. Maybe we'll see some returning characters from the first game. We'll see. I don't know, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Right. And not me. <laughs> Fair. Fair um, enough. But you know, one thing that uh, was really cool, um, my my second favorite moment of this whole conference, and favorite from the Bethesda, was the Skyrim Very Special Edition. <laughs> you know what's funny? <gasps> yeah. I found out that's actually a real thing. I thought it was a big yeah. joke. Apparently it's not. It's actually a real thing. Well, And I have an Alexa, and I'm going to try this. It, it is a real thing, but it's also a joke. <laughs> so, um, but seriously, like, um, I think it was Keegan-Michael Kale, I think. Yeah. I think that's his name. Um, but dude is so funny. <laughs> like, yeah. anything he does, um, he's so funny. And he's just, like, <laughs> trying to get the full rock... <laughs> Uh, thing going off the shout going off can't get yeah. it off so he like sweeps the table and it finally yeah. like goes through and yeah. the wife comes in what happened here uh guys yeah. <laughs> we're not too hard, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it it's great yeah so that that was uh really awesome I'm glad that they made it a real thing uh, because if it was just like for the uh video itself like that would have been hilarious funny great but the fact that it's an actual thing yeah like that just makes it 10 times better yes no oh, i mean it does it absolutely does make it make it 10 times better because now i'm like i can actually sit in my house and just throw it all everything yeah, yeah. great <laughs> so i i am gonna need a uh i'm gonna need to get the clear the clear sky shot it's my favorite it's my favorite shot in the game because i get to yell at the sky no <laughs> i get i can look up at the sky look fuck all and just yell that and the sky will clear it's great it's great i love it sorry old man yells at cloud that's me. yeah probably heard some ears there <laughs> yeah i probably did i apologize headphone users hurt yeah. all your ears yeah, you're going to be like eight out. years old with a cane. It's going to be like raining. You're back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, got, I got a little excited about the local core shop. Love it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, for sure. I, I, I'm, I, I, when he came out on stage, it was like, got more Skyrim for you guys. Really? And then old, old, old Key showed up. I'm like, okay. Okay. Yeah, What's right. going on? And... I lost my mind with laughter. I was laughing so hard. I could not contain yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. You and I both was. It was so great. It was so, so great. Makes yeah. me happy. It, it does. Just thinking about it makes me happy. Heck yeah. <laughs> oh, man. There was... They showed off uh, Quick Champions, 
which mm-hmm. I mean, it's I believe it's still it's a PC only thing, which not surprising. Um, but um, but yeah, I mean, I Quake has been Quake's, Quake's fun, so I don't think my PC could run it or laptop rather. But yeah. uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what people think about it and everything. Yeah, I'm uh, honestly I've never been into Quake. Mm-hmm. Um, even when they actually added a story mode. Um, I wasn't into Quake, and uh, so I'm I'm not really interested in this. I mean, it looks like uh, Id, who I guess Bethesda owns, is like, we should make our game, but make it in the way that people like Overwatch, and we'll add characters, and it'll be funny and great. So, I'm I'm really like, eh, as far as that goes. Like, if right. people like it, if they play it good for them but i'm i'm not even interested in it even in the slightest right i mean mm-hmm. i i i per- like i said i personally uh like like quake in terms of being a shooter and it being a fast arena style shooter it's different from you know the things that are going on yeah in terms of most things being a first person you know action uh, shooter thing where it's like Ramirez do everything while I sit here and do nothing you know one of those yeah. sorts of deals uh, yeah but no um, looking forward to seeing how people receive Quake um, Wolfenstein I like it I like the direction they're going with the new Wolfenstein with the newest uh, Wolfenstein game that they showed uh, at the uh, at the press conference I really do next the uh <laughs> What? How dare you? The um, the uh, y- uh, young I one mean, is what it's called. Yeah, I mean it's you're playing great. as the daughters it's... of B.J. Blazkowicz. Like yeah. you're probably gonna be looking for him, uh, unless he's dead. I don't know. But probably. no, I'm I'm just like that, and you can play a co-op too. That's that's really cool. Yeah, well, that's what I was gonna say. It's great that it's co-op. I guess it's great that they have them being sisters, but looking nothing alike. Like, I guess they're supposed to be twins, but... I believe so. From what I saw, they didn't look anything alike. And, um, I kind of feel like, again, uh, if you're out saving the world and trying to stop tyranny and stuff, like, you don't really have time to be doing that sort of stuff. Like, if you're doing that sort of stuff, um, you're not really a hero, (laughs) you know? So maybe he's not. I've I've not played any of the new uh, Wolfenstein games, so right. uh, I wouldn't know. But um, again, because I've not played any of them, I don't care about this game. Fair. I will say uh, there. I I haven't played uh, the newest one, like the, the newest new one Colossal. before. Yeah, I haven't played that one, but I did play the first one of the reboot, and uh, the, the, there and is downtime. Sequelish. DLC? Yeah. There is there is downtime. So there is enough time for oh, BJ to do that stuff. There's downtimes while you're letting Hitler build up his forces for the sequel. Well, you can't go, go, go all the time, my friend. You gotta relax at some point. You gotta <laughs> take some sort of a break. Or else you'll tire not, yourself out and, then you, and you really won't be able to stop uh, Mecha yeah, Hitler and such. Not if you're a hero. <laughs> you know, that's you why, that's why the, the Doom guy is a hero. Oh, he Doom, yeah, man. Yeah, nice segue, nice segue. 
Doom uh, Eternal is what it's called, I would say. But what? Yeah. Yeah. Doom Eternal, right? That's what it was yep. called. Yep. Yeah. Doom Eternal. I had I've always wanted to see uh, how they do a Hell on Earth thing for Doom. And I'm finally glad that they're going this direction. I've yet to I've yet to actually go through and play uh, Doom, but I've always wanted mm-hmm. to see how they do a Hell on Earth thing because I I played Doom three back back on the Xbox uh, Xbox days or whatever. But when they brought Doom back, I was like, I want to play this. Haven't gotten around to it yet. Plan to at some point, but yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to that for sure, my <laughs> guy. Yeah, so pretty much if it's a id property or id is helping develop it, it's a game I don't care about. <laughs> <laughs> just because just it's yeah. not your style of game, right? Yeah, well, it's it's everything. Like, it's not one little thing. It's, like, everything in their games. Like, they have the uh, death metal music in, like, all their games. All their games are designed to be non-stop, shoot, 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 go, 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 go. And, again, it comes down to those that I, I don't like those style of games. So, pretty much, if if it's a it game and you can name it, chances are I don't like it or I don't care. <laughs> right. So, even though I say way into it for you, I, I just don't. I'm sorry, my, my style of taste... Uh, I just don't care. You know, and and that, and that's okay. Not everything can be for everyone, and that's fine. I got you. But uh, speaking of things that I don't care about, they <laughs> announced Fallout Shelter for the PS4 and Switch. <laughs> they did, yeah, they did. That's yeah, right. now you and can take your... you know, like two years later, <laughs> like they're finally releasing them on those two consoles, and it's kind of like, is it are, are people still playing those games? <laughs> They might be. I mean, obviously, somebody is, obviously. Like, I don't know. Um, I will admit, I did <laughs> download uh, the game for Switch because they were available right after the conference um, just so I could test it out and compare it to the mobile version. And the only difference I saw was that they added a dog. You can now have a dog. You can have and, pets. Yeah, you can have pets now, which is kind of cool. Yeah. It gives and, you added bonuses to your character and that kind of stuff. Yeah, and some pets or dogs are better to go out with people in the wasteland. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only thing I've seen different. Right. When I when I was playing it a while back, I had a lot of fun with it building my vault and everything because it reminded me of the XCOM style of uh, base building because you could put you could you know put rooms and then you could have people work in the room and then they would get experience for that. You could connect the rooms together and make them bigger and have more people in the room. Mm-hmm. And, like it was, it was a fun, addicting thing there for a little bit for me. Right. Um, but I haven't, but then, I then haven't touched it in it. a while. Yeah, you haven't come back probably in about a year. <laughs> yeah, because I actually don't think I have it on my phone on this one anyway. I had it on, I had it on my, on my LG. I don't think I have it on this phone currently. But yeah, okay. yeah. So I, I mean, I just feel like it's too little, too late that they're adding them on to those consoles now. It feels like why for me. Yeah. But, I mean, not that they were the worst game ever, I guess. Right, for sure, for sure. But um, but no, man, I, yeah. It, I, I, still, I still, still think people are going to play it. If, if they haven't played it before, uh, they'll at least try it out. 
And who knows, they might like it. Right. And they might That's get a little hooked on it for a little bit. Or even yeah. a lot of it, who knows. Speaking of stuff they want people to get hooked on. Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, they talked about the Elder Scrolls Online Somerset. They did, yeah. They did talk about that. They did. Um, and they also announced that the base version would be available on uh, the Game Pass. The Xbox Game Pass. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is on the Game Pass now, matter of fact. Mm-hmm. And I kind of felt like, again, this was a why, because the Somerset had just been released like one, two weeks before E3. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, why are you talking about it during E3? E3 should be for new items that have yet to be released. Like, that's a stipulation for me. If it <laughs> has been released to the store... Um, which, by the way, if they announce it and then, oh, yeah, it's available now, that's cool. That doesn't count. <laughs> Does it count? <laughs> yeah. But if it's been out um, at least, we'll say, 24 hours um, before E3, like, it should not be at E3. You know? Like, I'm not even going to talk about the game. I don't even know if the game's good. I guess it, they're making another DLC, the Somerset Pack, for it. Yeah. So, obviously, mm-hmm. people are playing it. Somebody must like it. But, no. It shouldn't have been at E3. They shouldn't have talked about it. They shouldn't have given 15 minutes of their time to it. That's what I'm upset about. Okay. I mean, <laughs> you have ever to feel the way you do. That's fine. Um, I, uh, I don't mind it so much. But are you going to I guess it? just because they've done it in the past. Um I mean, I still have an issue with it for sure, but oh. it's not like it's that big a deal. And I guess, you know, on on the stage that E3 has, uh, when there's a lot of people tuning in to, to the conferences and such, um, if you want people to play your game, that's probably one of the best times to get them to check it out. Because, hey, it's on the Game Pass now. You can play the base version. And then if you like it, you can spend the money and get the DLC, and you know it's gonna help you ex- help you experience you know a whole other whole other area of the game, and so on and so forth. So it's not a bad move in my mind. It's not a bad move, and and I'm sure and I'm sure I'm sure you you'll agree with me that it's not a bad move at all in that respect. Um, whether you like it or not doesn't really matter because I think that I think that it's a good move in terms of. Getting people to talk about it and or at least try the game out. If you putting, haven't already. Putting it or, on the or, game or pass, go back to it. Putting it on the game pass is more relevant and more of a good idea um, than talking about the new DLC. And maybe that's what they wanted to do. You know, but that's the thing though, but that's the thing though, the... because at the at the same time you're talking about the new DLC, you're talking about how it's on Game Pass. So it's, it works, I think, in my opinion, it works both ways. It helps out both uh, right. aspects. Because if for some reason, let's say you didn't know that Somerset wasn't a new expansion or that it, or that it, it had even come out yet, um, then now you know, hey, it's out. Okay. And, oh, I can I can try the base game on Game Pass now too? Okay, cool. Let's, I'll, I'll check it out. See how I like it. Okay, so I get your point. But let me ask you this. Why not hold off on the release for the game to a week after E3? Hold off on the release of Somerset, maybe? Is, is yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. Why, why release it 
before E3, if you're going to talk about it, why not release it after? Base game is yeah. on there, and guess what's coming in a week? You know, or guess what's coming tomorrow? You know? like Yeah, they they probably already had the release window and, and the release date already pegged out. Um, and and if, if there wasn't anything else to work on or whatever, um, I yeah, would but, just say go ahead and release it. Because, I mean, if, if there's issues with it, and if you if it'll take you a week to fix it or whatever, then fine. Because if I think if you no, hold it back no, no. for that's, that's, I think no, that's never a good thing. Releasing a game with bugs on the hopes. Oh no 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 no. That's I, what you no, just I said. Saying, no, I know what I said was I, I said if you I said if if the, if there are issues with it, then definitely hold it back, you know, and fix it, fix them. Uh, but if there aren't if there aren't any issues or anything. Um, and if you have this release window already set in stone, and there's nothing wrong with it, and you've playtested it and whatever, and you feel like it's good to go, and there aren't any, any bugs, game-breaking bugs or whatever, put it out there. You already have your release window set. Release it. Games, there's no sense, in my games. opinion, no sense in holding it back for that extra week or so. Uh, like, if you didn't already announce it, that's fine. If you didn't say, hey, it's coming out on June, you know, what, whatever. You know, but well, to say, hey, guys, it's releasing on this day and then go, oh, wait, we're going to hold it back a week because we have well, something else coming or whatever. I feel like that would be a little messed that. up. Is that movies, they do that all the time. And you could say, well, this is a different medium to which I say, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but movies will look and see what's coming out when they're coming out and they will push back or they'll push forward the release of the movie so that they're not competing with other items coming out at that time. Games do the same thing, though. Yeah. They, they, they may, not, they may, out, they may not do it in that way. What but came out? Prime, Prime, hold on. Hold on. Prime example, though. Uh, Fallout, Fallout 76 and Rage 2. Within, like, six months of each other, they're releasing. And right. that's, that's, that's competing internally. But still, like... Games do that too, but they don't. They do it in a different way. Right. We're talking about we're talking about holding back a DLC but, versus. But that's, that's what I'm saying, though. What came out this week that would prevent them from holding off? That's a good question. I couldn't answer that for you, but I mean, like I said, they probably already had the release date set in stone, <laughs> and they were good to go with it. So I don't know, man. I'm from the outside looking in. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm. That's all I'm asking is the... Yeah, I, I have no idea. I don't I'm, know. All I'm asking is that you save uh, E3, the one glorious week of video games, for stuff that hasn't come out yet. That's speaking all I'm of asking. Gloriousness, speaking of gloriousness. <laughs> Alright. We're going to get to the end here. Wrap this thing up. We've been going long enough. <laughs> um, Bethesda showed off a trailer, a teaser trailer, for both Starfield and Elder Scrolls Six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I've been waiting a long time to hear about both those games. Yeah. More so Starfield because it's a new IP. Um, but yeah, yeah, they were, were kind of pathetic, if I'm being honest, because they were the, 15 second trailers. Yeah. Like I get. Detroit lots of people... did the same thing a few years ago, last year, right? Yeah, I know, and I and I talked about that on stream. Yeah. It's kind of hypocritical of me yeah, to it, say that. Yeah. Um, but you know, it I mean it's honest. Like 
because Metroid Prime 4 isn't out this year. They didn't even show anything at E3. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll be lucky if we get it next year. From what I've heard, from what Todd Howard said and stuff I've learned after the fact, um, Elder Scrolls 6 and Starfield are probably going to be next generation games. Probably yeah, they're the, they're a little further out. Yeah. Yeah, on the sequel to the Xbox One and the PS4, the PS5. Yeah, they're dev- yeah, those are definitely a little further out. Um, and I will I will say uh, this much, and I, I said it during the uh, during our stream, that you know, I don't like when they say when they come out and do these things, um, because I would rather you show it to me when it's when it's ready to show. Right. Versus a teaser trailer. Yeah. However, I think that just like with uh, Metroid Prime and, you know, the Nintendo Pokemon thing, I know I'm coming at coming at Nintendo a lot. I don't mean to down my intention. Um, but that's just recent things that I remember. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I would, at the same time, it, it does create hype and does create buzz around those two topics. Because... We've sort of known that Bethesda's been working on something called Starfield for a few years, but we haven't had it officially confirmed. Uh, so for, for, for those in the know, anyway, or who keep up with the news about Bethesda. Uh, right. So to see, to see Starfield finally confirmed that it exists, um, you know, that's great. Same thing goes for Elder Scrolls Six. People have people are clamoring for Elder Scrolls Six. Anything. And we would keep asking about it, asking asking Pete Hines and Todd Howard about it, and they're like, "We're not going to talk about it yet. We're not ready to." But now that they have said, "Hey, you know, it exists. It's a little further off, but it exists." Because I think there's in the there's an interview that I think it was Todd Howard said that um, Starfield is in production, but Elder Scrolls Six is in pre-production. I think that's what he said. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, just to know that those two things exist uh, is enough. And you know, mm-hmm. and you know, if it because I think I think we run in I think we run into a fine line here when we start to talk about how we don't like uh, we don't like we don't like teasing things, but we also. Well you know, don't mind at the same time. Like, I feel like, I feel like that's sort of a weird, uh, thing to say, if that makes sense for both of us. Yeah, no, you're right. You know what I mean? Because, but I I do have an example for the counterpoint. Yeah. Scalebound. Um, (laughs) Oh my God. No. (laughs) Why did you do this to me? So, I mean, that's what happens because from my understanding behind the scenes, companies will, develop or they'll pitch hundreds of thousands Battleborn. Battleborn. Um I'm uh, not sure what that is, but No, I'm sorry, I'm not Battleborn. I'm sorry. Um Bethesda was working on a multiplayer game. Um uh, mm-hmm. before before like the Fallout seventy six thing started, they're working on on a multiplayer game. It may have been called Battleborn or something like that. I don't know. Maybe it was Fallout seventy six and they <laughs> just gave it a code name because some companies will do that no 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 no. we we actually saw gameplay of the thing they were talking about i remember i can't remember the name what it was called but i remember mm. seeing gameplay of it or like a trailer for it at least at e3 or something okay and it never it never came to light and now um 
Bethesda, uh, Austin, the Austin studio anyway, is taking up the Fallout 76 thing. Yeah. That came out of the failure of the game that I can't remember the name of at the moment. Okay. I got you. But, um, so yeah, in but, yeah. Both, both cases, Scalebound and the yeah. thing. But back to that point. Yes. Is that, you know, some people may say that it's better to have seen a trailer and never have gotten the game than to have never seen the trailer at all. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a pun, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but personally, that's how I... That's how I feel. Like, if you're going to show a trailer and you're going to say, look, this game is coming, you should have a uh, a verbal obligation that this game is coming. Like, you have to be so sure that this game is getting made. Like, the only thing that should stop that is, you know, nuclear fallout. Shah! <laughs> <laughs> uh... Um, but that's just that's just how I feel because, like, even if Scalebound was a terrible, horrible game full of hundreds of bugs, like, that's for me to decide. You know, right. let let me play the game. Don't take that away from me. Yeah. Exactly. So exactly. That that's just how I feel. So that's why with with Starfield, and Elder Scrolls Six, the fact that they're not even close to beginning um and even metroid prime 4 like i told you before i was in shock i was so happy excited so i I understand what you're going through and i'm not i'm not trying to like blame you or come down on you or anything for having those feelings because i've been there um but definitely like if those games don't come out the the crushing of the soul is so much worse that i'd rather not have known you know 100 percent agree Mm-hmm. And uh, before we finish this up, I know you wanted to finish it up on that, but you kind of forgot about the uh, Elder Scrolls Blades. Oh, yeah, the phone game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That looks pretty dope. Yeah, well, here's the thing. It's not just a phone game. They're premiering it on the phone. But what he said was that they were going to bring it to consoles sooner or later. And from oh, my understanding, oh. it's going to be free to play, even oh, on the consoles. That's pretty cool. It's really mm-hmm. cool. Can't lie. Mm-hmm. By the way, the game I was talking about that was canceled from Bethesda. Okay. Battle Battle Cry. Battle Battleborn. Battleborn was the gear. Was the it was the gearbox game. That's <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why that's I was like Battleborn. <laughs> I own that game, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> it didn't come out. Um, yeah, but... Battle. I knew it had Battle in it because I think of what it was called. Battle Cry was the Bethesda game that was the canceled uh, one. Bethesda. Cool. Uh, Again, it was a separate, separate studio. Yep. But all right, so as a host, um, what are we grading uh, these conferences at? Uh, you mean like what are we using to grade? Like our, I guess our overall enjoyment of the uh, of the conferences and the, the, the things we saw, you know, what are we well, giving them? Uh, I, I was segueing into you so that you could like oh, give do, whatever, my do whatever you wanted to do with it. Oh my bad! You 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 caught me off guard. I wasn't I wasn't sure what you meant, I wasn't sure what, what you meant, meant by the question. It threw me off a little bit. Yeah. Um, but bad. no, um, it's okay. I'm gonna give EA. I'm gonna give them a B plus because I really liked uh, what I saw from CS Solitude and uh, Anthem has me intrigued. Um, 
and a few other things that, that we talked about earlier. So, I mean, you can go back and listen to the whole thing if you right. somehow skipped past all of that and got to this part of the podcast. Uh, go back and listen to our thoughts on the other, on the, you know, on yeah. these three press conferences. And, yeah. So, EA, I'm going to give a B plus. Microsoft, I'm going to give them, I'm going to give them an A because I really like the press conference. But that's I'm going to give them a I'm going to give them a A as well, just because of the reveals and the stuff that I saw that's uh, intriguing to me as well. Okay. <clears throat> so if you're keeping track at keeping score at home, that's a B plus for E for EA and A's for both Microsoft and Bethesda from me, the host of the R&R Game Podcast, Byron Reed. <laughs> yep, and no one cares what the co-host gave them. <laughs> what about my co-host? What does he have to say? Yeah. So no, so I agree with you uh, about the EA conference. Um, I felt they played it a little more safe, though, than maybe you did. So uh, I'm going to give them a, a B grade uh, on there. Mm-hmm. Um, Microsoft did have, uh, it was really impressive. Um, I loved the, the Gears troll and, uh, you know, the Sea of Solitude. That was an EA. Never mind. <laughs> um, but the reveals that they had for it. All right. Um, you know, and the, the cyberpunk, that's what I meant to say. The cyberpunk at the end, um, that was just, uh, glorious. I, I love that. Um, so I actually gave them an A minus. Okay. Um, and then for Bethesda, I mean, I kind of said it earlier, but if id made it or was developed by them or they had a hand in or whatever, I didn't like it. So all the good things that they announced from uh, Todd Howard, the id stuff kind of um, ruined it for me, so I only gave them a B plus. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. So All if right. you're keeping track at home, that's a B for EA, an A minus for Microsoft, and a B plus for Bethesda from the co-host of the RNR Gaming Podcast. <laughs> There you go. There you go. Nicely done. Nicely done. And with that, uh, we're finally done, right? <laughs> we're yeah. finally done. We need to have like a hashtag or something for this long episode. <laughs> like a hashtag yeah. this episode or something, man. I don't know. Um, um, if you made it this far, hashtag first of all, TLDR. <laughs> first of all, thank you. We can go with that. Yeah. Hashtag, or actually no, TLDL. Too long, didn't listen. Wait, wait. What if we go with um, T L D R and R? Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah, if you got this far, yeah, for real this time. Congratulations. Yes. You've congratulations, number one. <laughs> yes. Congratulations, number one. Number two. <laughs> hashtag the R and R Game Podcast. If you got this far, tag us in the tweet. Uh. Hashtag a T-L-D-R and R. Yeah, and trust me, you can't use the ampersand. I've tried that before. You have to type out the word and. Yes. Because so the do ampersand that. closes off the hashtag for some reason. Yeah, it's weird, but I don't know. Yep. But yeah, so with that, we are out of here. Thank you all so much for tuning in to episode 46 of the R&R Gaming Podcast. Once again, in closing, we are a part of the Joystick Entertainment Network. Before we get out of here, though, Ken, round of plugs, go. 
Yeah, so you can find the podcast on Twitter at R&R Gaming Pod. That's R-A-N-D-R Gaming P-O-D. You can find me personally on Twitter at MacroboV. That's M-A-C-R-O-B-O-V. Byron is on Twitter at B underscore Ron 1417. Where else can they find us? It can find us on Google Play Music, on the CastBox app, and also on iTunes. On iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star review, five stars, and leave a review. It helps us climb the charts and grow as well. The reviews also help to help us with things that we can improve on, because we're always looking to improve. We're we're still trying out different things. We have noticed we've we've changed the format here a little bit over the past few weeks. Mm So trying to figure out what works best for us and what works best for you guys as well. So let us know any of that that you have in the comments of the uh, iTunes reviews as well. Um, you can find me personally on Twitch streaming. That's going to be B underscore Ron 1417 or twitch.tv slash B underscore Ron 1417. Streaming all kinds of stuff over there. Right now I'm taking a little break from single player story games. And I'm just playing. I'm going back to my my, my variety schedule. Just playing a few things until I until I decide what single player story game I'm going to play next on the stream. So be sure to stop by. I'm actually a part of the Potato Squad uh, Twitch community. So look us up on there as well. Potato Squad Gods Unite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's a good place to be. So check is us there, out over there. There are a as lot well. of little spuds there. We're all spuds over there, man. <laughs> it's great. I love it. I love it. But yeah, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. And they got to come back next week, Ken. Tell them why. Next week, we'll be finishing up our E3 conference review. And because everybody could use a little more R&R. <laughs> funny story so I was, I've been playing NHL with a couple guys uh, doing the EA hockey league thing they got yeah that's really cool by the way I love that yeah so we played a game in this league and we went into um, five extra periods <laughs> good god because you cannot end in a draw um, and they have no shootout system for the EA League. So we went into five extra periods. Good God. <laughs> before we finally won. Yeah, before we finally won with a final score of one to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's, that's hockey. Huh? That's like, yeah. That's hockey. Yeah. Very defensive contest. And, and the funny thing is that it was like the last game of the night. And so oh, we had started man. it. Um, pretty close to about 11:30, and uh, one of the guys I play with, he uh, he's a, a 
he works at a school and oh, school no. is still in session for him and oh, so no. he ended up staying up to like midnight like 10 after midnight <laughs> just because we went into these extra periods yeah oh 